BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. If you're like many people, you may be surprised to learn that one in five adults in this country experienced mental illness last year. Yet, far too many fail to receive the support they need. Carillon Behavioral Health is doing something about it. They understand that behavioral health is a key part of whole health, delivering compassionate care that treats physical, mental, emotional, and social needs in tandem. Carillon Behavioral Health, raising the quality of life through empathy and action. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh my gosh, my world is all turned upside down. Here I sit next to the great Rob Parker. Uh-oh, trouble on a Friday but, night. But, but the sun's not out. I'm not sure exactly what's going on. It's dark out the window behind you. It was definitely weird driving in tonight to do the show. <laughs> because there was traffic. Yes. That's right. Uh, normally you can hear Rob and I Saturdays on Fox Sports Radio from 10 to 1 in the West and from 1 to 4 in the East. But right now you got us here on the Jason Smith Show, and we're thankful for that. We come to you live for the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. All right, what's up, everybody? It is Friday night. We hope that the that little endorphin <laughs> rush is running through your veins, ready to roll as we hit the weekend, or as Rob and I call it, 
uh, the start of the work week. Uh, but we want you to get involved, 877-99 on Fox. Rob, I have a very clear question for you to start this show tonight. What's that? What is your end game? What's my end game? What's what? your end that's, game? That's so open-ended. That's you why mean... I asked it. That We're just starting. I, we got three hours. What's your end game? Let's see. First, I... Like, what's the first thing you thought of? First, I, I thought of slipping her a couple of drinks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. And, what, and what's your end game? And the end game is... Uh, You're not po- talking about slipping something into the drink. No, 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 okay, no, right? no, no, no. Take it easy I don't now. do that. No, right. no, no. You just, I mean... It's not that. That's not... Uh, no, no, no. Okay. Yeah. Wait, you don't see me wearing a sweater, do you? <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> what, what's your end game? Um, a little sweet talking. Okay. A little hand rubbing. All right. And eventually, panty dropping. How's that? That's the first thing I thought of. End game. What, what, I appreciate your honesty. What was that's your... Exact, that's fine. You don't say. Yeah, my end game is hopefully... All three kids sleep through the night. That's my end game every night. That's all I want. I just want some sleep and and my beautiful wife next to me and an, and an iced Americano in the morning okay, when I wake up. That's me, all I want. But That's let me it. ask you this. I'm a simple man. Sometimes when you don't hear the kids, don't you get, doesn't that like give you a little anxiety? Oh, gosh. Like when you're a parent. Every Am parent, I right? Every parent will relate to what I'm about to say. You, if if your spouse suddenly says, I'm taking the kids away from the weekend, house is yours. You're like, oh, yeah. Right, of course. Two hours after they're gone, you're bored to tears. You're like. You're like, what the hell's going on? I don't hear anything. I don't know, I don't know Where are they? Myself. I've watched uh, I've watched every single episode of The, uh, of the Voice from the entire season. Uh, I'm out. I'm bored. I got nothing going on. Here's why I ask. That is a question that everyone should ask themselves before they do anything outside of the norm. You know, you go, like I said, you go to get your coffee in the morning. You don't need to ask what's your end game. But if you're going to approach your spouse with a touchy topic, if you're going to do something, if you're going to go to your boss's office with a request or an idea, ask yourself, what is your end game? Okay, I got you now. Now we're okay, talking L.A. You Lakers. I, and if I you're going to go to a bar. I got you. What is your end game? You always have to have it figured out ahead of time. Don't I just agree. willy-nilly throw stuff all over the place and then go, hey, we'll see how it goes. Which is, of course, what Jim Buss has done today as we've got ourselves a full-blown Hollywood family feud. All right? Uh, one, in this corner. Here we go. 100 people surveyed. <laughs> top five answers on the board. Here's the question. Where is Steve Harvey, by the way? Right? Well, I remember Richard Dawson Wait. trying to kiss everybody. Where? Steve Harvey says the winner of the Bus Family Feud is Jim Bus. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Wait, we read the wrong thing. Wait, right, no, no. Genie Bus is actually the winner <laughs> of the Family Feud. What is your end game, Jim bus if you're just joining us here on this rousing edition of family feud here's the story that broke today we all know genie bus fired jim bus last week you're fired how do you fire somebody who owns a part of the team pretty pretty slick i'm just just just... (laughs) you know jed york am i right jed york of the 49ers was famously quoted about four weeks ago he's in a press conference and some of the san francisco media is getting real real kind of terse and poking at him and looks at him he goes you don't fire the owner 
Right. Well, unless you're Jeannie Buss. That's, that's what the response should have been. I understand controlling interest. I get, I get that. Like somebody who – there has to be somebody who controls the business, no matter how many partners there are and how many owners there are. There, there are always other people, right? But somebody has to control it. So I do get that, even though Jim Buss still gets money and is an owner. He, he is still, he's a part owner is, of the team. He is a one-sixth owner of the Buss's portion – majority portion of the Los Angeles Lakers. There are six bus children. They all have an equal stake. However, um, for those who may not know around the nation, this is the way it was set up by Dr. Bus. Dr. Bus set it up that all six kids had an equal portion. I always thought the they team. only have two kids because that's no, only, you know. only hear those. See, those are the only ones you know about. I don't know of any. I didn't know he had six can, kids. Can you name any of the no. other bus kids? I knew that. The, None of them? None. Even after this story today, one of them is involved in this. But I just, but, but I'm saying from the outside and, they, and being an East Coast guy, I only knew those two kids. And they all start with Jay, all six kids, okay? So the way he set it up, because I think, at the risk of being wrong here, I think Jeannie and Jim are the oldest. I think. I know they're at least among the, the, the three oldest. So all six kids get an equal share of the team. How many wives? I not can't. Two, ask. Not three, <laughs> not four, not five. No, I'm just asking. For I don't know. Doctor Bus or for the Bus boys? Doctor Bus. Was it just one wife? I don't know. I'm asking. No, it was multiple wives. Yeah, six two, kids. Multiple not wives. Three, <laughs> not four. Multiple not wives. Five. I'm asking. And then a lot of non-wives too. I got it. Right. Okay. I mean, if you ever went to a Laker game over the years, I've seen there was a yes, lot going on lot up going in that on. booth. Okay, yes. there was his real. I mean, Doctor Bus. So, so. Six kids. He was operating all right. Equal portions. And then stipulations that Jeannie handles the business. Jim handles the basketball. And in the case of a tie, <laughs> Jeannie wins. In other words, Jeannie has the overall right of decision-making power. So she enacts that last week. Jim Buss is let go. So is Mitch Kupchak organization is turned on. And I get it. I get it. Magic Johnson takes over. When you're bad, you know what? If you're not a part of the solution, you're part of the problem, and you need to make changes, right? Absolutely. This was actually overdue, and Jeannie admitted it afterwards. What have I always said, Mark? Pro sports has a short menu. Wins and losses. That's all there are. So if you don't win, then they're going to get somebody else to change that. It's just that simple. All right. So... Here's what happened today if you've missed this. If maybe you've been uh, working all day and now it's finally Friday night, check this out. Oh, I've got all the kids' names here. Okay, yes, Jim Buss is the second oldest and Jeannie Buss is the third oldest. Johnny Buss is the oldest and he's involved in this story too. More on that in just a second. So there's Johnny, Jim, Jeannie, Janie, Joey, and Jesse in that order, okay? The youngest isn't even 30 yet. Wait a minute, I'm dizzy already. You know you know how long it took me to figure out everybody on eight is enough? How am I supposed to figure this out? One more time. Johnny, Jim, Jeannie, Janie, Joey, Jesse. Okay? Ages ranging from 60 to 29. So. 60 to 29? How about that? So, Jim and Johnny Buss reportedly attempted to remove Jeannie Buss as Lakers president and controlling owner, a process which was halted by a restraining order, which was picked up by Jeannie. Then Johnny and Jim reportedly pulled 
their effort, their attempt, their hostile takeover, um, after Jeannie told the brothers she would be seeking a restraining order. Jeannie Buss's attorney has been very forthcoming so far today in saying that they don't have a legal leg to stand on. Uh, but this is going to go to probate court in May, and we'll see how that shakes out. But originally what Johnny and Jim were going to try to do is hold, is build, have a vote next week for a new board of directors, and Jeannie was not invited to the process at all. So really, in short, a hostile takeover. Right. Here's why I bring up. Now, didn't the NBA don't get involved? Um, they have a statement, don't they? Uh, I'm not that okay. I'm aware of. Okay, okay, we'll, we'll get to that. You might know something I don't. Um, but here, here's why I brought up. Here's why I brought up the very simple idea of know your end game. Let's say this worked. It's not going to, but let's say it did. If you're Jim Bus, here's what you're thinking: I'm going to overtake her. She's going to try to overtake me. I'm going to overtake you. So Jim overtakes Jeannie, removes Jeannie, wildly popular in Los Angeles, removes Magic Johnson. Even after spending all those years with Phil Jackson? What? Well, he's pretty popular here in L.A. too. I'm not sure if you know about all the, uh, you know, the, oh, uh, yeah. all okay. the rings. All right. So Jeannie, popular. Magic, possibly the face of the city. Yes. You're going to remove those guys and then – insert yourself back in there as the boss of the Lakers and you think that your fan base is just going to go, oh, yeah. Especially okay. as All bad right, yeah. as the Lakers have been. Yeah, they, they, we'll, they, we'll, we'll keep coming to games. The, yeah, the Lakers absolutely. are the brutal. I told you I went to the game on Sunday against the Spurs. I left after three quarters. They're down by 30. Kawhi Leonard, I think, outscored him in the first quarter. Came it, close. Yes, came yeah. close. Came it was close. It was just brutal. Brutal to watch. People giving up their hard-earned dollars, right? Lakers would have missed the playoffs the last four years. Is it four? Yes. Four years. Yes. I mean, there's no way. He has no leg to stand on from the standpoint that he has everything working right so that you could go back in and say this was hot. What she did to me was unjust. I don't know what judge or what uh, uh, arbitrator could look at what he's done and say that the move wasn't warranted. That's why, to me, he has no leg to stand on. The city would riot. Right. The city would riot. It, it, and, and rightfully so. And if you think so. L.A. is not capable of that because everybody's just getting Botox and doesn't care, they did this to Frank McCourt when he was the owner of the Dodgers. Who was a terrible owner of the Dodgers. And, 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 and his people, wife, Jamie. And, and people they took love him down. the Dodgers. I know that. And they, they were not happy with how everything was going. And by the way, who replaced Frank uh, McCord? At least just the face of it, the public Magic face Johnson. Of it. Oh, my gosh, this guy, he knows what he's doing, doesn't and he? And you know what? Magic would... keeps going in and taking out the most unpopular person in the city and replacing him. And I was impressed by Magic. He was always at the games, Dodger jacket, big time. Yep. In the crowd, right? In the stands. Not up in some box or nope. whatever, in the stands. Well, you, I, I appreciate that. If you're going to send out the in-depth tweets that he would send out about the games, you have to be up close. Right. You have to be there in the second row to be able to state, the Dodgers won tonight 3-2, to two, and I enjoyed it. <laughs> Is that how sample, I, sample, sample Magic Johnson Is that was it? Just a sample. Yeah, just a sample tweet. I thought he was chocolate. It was vanilla, huh? oh. actually. <laughs> <laughs> More on this in a moment. Andy Kamenetsky, he is not only from ESPN here in Los Angeles, but 
has the Kamenetsky Brothers podcast on the Lakers. Jason Cole from the Bleacher Report on Combine Day uh, is coming up later this hour as well. Mark Willard and Rob Parker in for Jason Smith today on Fox Sports Radio. All right, we, uh, we'll grab Andy Kamenetsky on the Lakers here in just a moment and Jason Cole from the Bleacher Report in about 12 minutes. Look forward to that. It'll be good to talk to, to him about football. Today was uh, Today, of all the Combine days, Today is the day I call Combine Nerd Day because this is a day where everybody has to poke and prod and numbers. They jump, they jump this and they push that. They did this in the 40 and we're going to fly them up or down the draft board based on these ridiculous numbers. It's a waste. None of of which are playing football. I I don't get how your tape from college – doesn't supersede. Come on. Oh, I got to <laughs> yes, see him yes. for myself. Are you kidding me? I, I watched every Saturday. I exactly. saw the guy. Exactly. We scouted him, right? Didn't I we send it. a scout out there? No, today the big update Stop is it. Leonard Fournette's not a good athlete. Oh, is that it? Oh, oh okay. Because he can't jump. Now, he can crush people in between the, the, you know, in between the tackles. Unbelievable. He's a wonderful running back. But if you want to draft him, to put on hot pants and a paper number on the back of a tank top hot pants. and have him jump, don't hire him. He's the wrong guy. Unbelievable. So You are what your tape says you are, that's right? That's what we found out today. Okay. You know what else we found out today? Did What's that? Did you see the East Coast bias going on? Now what? At that combine. Oh. Did you see that East Coast bias? The best player in college football the last two years, if you really take all the other crap out, okay? how their team did, this, that. The best, most exciting player in college football was Christian McCaffrey. Okay. And that, is he on the radar at all? Look at you. You, you worked out. You worked up over this. They spelled his damn name wrong. No, stop. They spelled the young and man's his, and his, name wrong. And his daddy played in the I, league? Yes. And his daddy played in the league? Yes. This was on what? NFL Network? At, on his jersey at the combine, stop it. his last name no. is spelled wrong. I wouldn't have wore it. I would now, refuse to. I would have turned my jersey inside out. I would have refused to wear. I would say, how dare you disrespect our football legacy, my father and I, right? And you want me to wear this? Now, if you were to misspell a name like Kamenetsky. Now, that would be different. That I would understand. I'm sure it's happened often. 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 As uh, we are joined by Andy Kamenetsky, ESPN LA all over the Lakers, the Kamenetsky Brothers podcast, all over the Lakers for many years now. Andy, welcome in. We've got ourselves the best episode of Family Feud that we've ever seen now as this Genie and Jim thing, which as you well know has been prickly for a long time, now is reaching critical mass. Is there a leg to stand on? Where Where is this really going between Jim and Johnny Buss and what they're trying to do to Genie? I mean, it's difficult to say at this point just because I, like I assume you and Rob, have never seen the actual paperwork for the way the Lakers are set up. So clearly Jim and Johnny thought they had some through line towards control, or at least that's the way uh, Jeannie interpreted this when they put that restraining order and took everything to court. They they have since claimed uh, through their lawyers that they weren't actually trying to usurp control the 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 controlling interest from Jeannie away from her, and they they've been trying to present this, uh, I guess, as a misunderstanding and a Jeannie overreaction, but it, but it certainly isn't being interpreted that way by many people, not the least what's most important is Jeannie Buss. 
And, and Andy, just just say it went in front of an arbitrator. I, I don't know what leg Jim has to stand on considering where the Lakers are, what you know, what's happened to the franchise, especially over the last four years. If I'm an arbitrator and I saw I, I probably would say you shouldn't be running a team. Well, I'll tell you right now, they bet they better hope that arbitrator is not a Laker fan. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> yeah. A yes. fan, this thing's getting tossed, I can tell you right now. Well, I mean, Andy, you know, and we're looking at the uh, league statement. You're right, Rob. There is a league statement. And that's it what is I thought. backing Genie, of course, across the board. I mean, the thing that's funny here, and, and I asked this off the top of the show, is if I were sitting in a room with Jim Buss, I would say, what's your end game? Because let's say in some crazy world, this actually worked, and Jim Buss took down Genie Buss slash Magic Johnson, two of the most popular figures in the history of the city of Los Angeles, I mean, the the fan base, everything Lakers would revolt. It's it's not like they would just let him stay there. That's a re- that's a really interesting question mark that you raised in terms of just the end game. Because I've been thinking about that myself. Because, like you said, let's just say this was a true coup. Because it's, it it is how it appears, and it turned out legally, you know, through the trust, Jim actually had a leg to stand on. He was able to put himself in power, he would only be, I would think, devaluing his own franchise. Yes. Be, be, I mean, because the, that the organization is never going to seem more stable in Jim's hands with the ultimate control than it would with Genie. They're going to have a much more difficult time bringing in A-list uh, free agents. You know, the value of the franchise would drop, which at that point starts affecting the league. So it, it, it's difficult to figure out exactly – you know, what he envisions his play as, you know, or, you know, what, what motivated all this, you know, like, I mean, we always have to think about with the bus family, there's an element of it being personal because Jim and Jeannie have had this very, you know, personally dysfunctional relationship in running this organization. And they have not been on the same page, if not ever, certainly for a long time. And this is just the latest chapter. And whenever you have a situation like this, you know, you can't have two cooks. You know, there's just got to be one person. And and I, you got to feel, and, and Andy, correct me if I'm wrong, that Jeannie must have had the blessings of the league before she moved forward with this. Do you know what I mean? She had to had a conversation with Adam Silver to say, well, what leg do you have to st-? You know what I mean? Well, I, I mean, for what, for what it's worth, they, Adam Silver – was very complimentary of the move with Magic Johnson. And, you know, he, he publicly went on record saying that he thought Magic was, you know, a great face for the organization and that he thought that that was a good move by Jeannie Buss. And, you know, the, the league statement in so many words states that they approve of Jeannie Buss, you know, as ultimately the final shot caller for this organization. And, you know, it said that she's been a terrific leader for the organization. I'm reading their statement, yep. guiding business before and after her father's passing, but an incredibly influential voice among all our team owners. That, to me, doesn't sound like a league that wants to see this change. I mean, I, I feel like if they didn't feel strongly about Jeannie ultimately being in charge of the Lakers, the statement that they would have put out would have been far more noncommittal and, you know, we, something along the lines of, you know, we, we typically let these organizations work these issues out themselves. 
All right, Andy Kamenetsky, Kamenetsky Brothers Podcast, ESPN LA, joining us, Fox Sports Radio. It's Mark Willard and Rob Parker in for Jason tonight. So, um, shifting gears a little bit, Andy, how far away are they? I actually have the 2019 Lakers roster in front of me right now, um, or at least uh, the, the, the top seven in the rotation. Now, this is a fantasy right here. I no, got to no, no. hear this. No, is this is real deal? No, no, no. My wife isn't intuitive. This is the 2019 Lakers Top seven in their rotation. I want to run it by you. Make sure you're okay with it, Andy. Uh, the, okay. The, the point guard will be Kyle Lowry. They're going to go after him very hard this summer. Okay. Kyle Lowry's the point guard. Uh, there's really not a two on this roster. Jordan Clarkson is coming off the bench. But in those wing positions, we're going to put Brandon Ingram and Paul George. Uh, we've got Julius Randle at the four, Zubots at the five. And don't forget Larry Nance coming off of the bench as well. There's the top seven in your rotation. Any problems with that? Well, I mean, first of all, your two could very well be D'Angelo Russell, unless he had, unless he. No, we traded him. We, we, oh, so yeah, was we he traded part him. Of the Paul George deal. Yeah. Uh, well, he, he must have been part of some yes, deal. Yes, he was. Yeah, the Pacers realized uh, in February 2018 that Paul was about to leave, and D'Angelo Russell was part of that trade. Okay, well, I, I didn't know. Yeah. He might have been yeah. freezing his ass off in, in Toronto <laughs> as part of a sign-in trade with Kyle Lowry. Yes, I that's possible, to make... too. I don't know and where, it, but it, he's getting traded. And it, and it sounds like uh, that the draft, that the lottery pick this year, either the Lakers didn't get it or they moved that for uh, Paul George? No, they, they just totally whiffed on it. They whiffed on it. They, uh, they weren't able to get Lonzo oh. Ball. They took some stiff, and he was a total uh, – he, 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 he's just a uh, completely lack of talent. Look, I mean, Mark, you know that I think the world of, of your wife, and, and I, I'm not saying that I doubt the powers, <laughs> but this feels like a very ambitious roster. I mean, does, does your wife, as an intuit, does she follow the CBA, things like that? Um, does she understand how all of that works? Well, no, not only does she not follow that, but I actually didn't even ask her about this. I just went okay. with it, and I use her as, uh, as a cover. Look at you. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's a, it's a good though man no nobody wants to doubt somebody who can see into the future you don't think Kyle Lowry and Paul George are both future Lakers uh, I think one I think one or the other I, right. I think one or the other I mean to be I mean not to get too into the weeds and spoil all the fun um <laughs> but you, you got to start stretching a lot of dudes for that to happen I mean like I don't know even if even if they stretch like Mozgov and Dang I'm not entirely sure that the math works on this um, yeah. What is this you scribbled the, at the bottom of your list? It says Steph Curry? Details, is that on that list Details. Too? Well, no, that's a backup. That's a, okay, I'm yeah, sorry. That's a Mark, Mark's, not, Mark's not letting Steph Curry get out of the uh, No, I know. Yeah, I know that. Right. You're right. You're absolutely right hey, about that. Andy, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks, bud. Absolutely. Anytime, guys. All right, Andy Kamenetsky, Kamenetsky <laughs> Brothers Podcast. That's a backup ESPN plan. ESPN LA. Backup plan. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. The Warriors are going to give him $250 million. He better start making some threes, though. Oh, stop. The Warriors are fine. This is good for the Warriors. It's good for that. Well, well, what was good? That he I'll, can't make a three no. and that Kevin Durant's this hurt? This whole experience Oh, stop is good it. For no, it's not as bad. J- Jason Cole of the Bleacher Report in 60 seconds, Fox Sports Radio. Here's what's trending first. Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. Only hard part figuring out which way is easier. I'm ready to go to the club after the show tonight. I, I figured that's you. what you're going to do. It's going to be 11 o'clock out here. All right. And you're going to work on your end game. Hey. Man. Speaking of easy, it's always easy to talk to Jason Cole of the Bleacher Report. Go Aztecs, dudes. All right. Just flat out knows his stuff in the NFL, so that's why we bring him on to ask him the tough questions like, 
hey, Jason, what the hell are they doing at the combine Thank anyway? You. What wasted Why, time what, is that? What is this? Oh, he can't jump up in the air. So now years of film of this guy busting through lines doesn't matter anymore. Is that what we're saying about Leonard Fournette today? Come on, guys. <laughs> I mean, is that what's happening? Is he... don't, 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 don't do the hot take mania. <laughs> all, right. Don't do that. all right. Don't do that. All right. All right. How about this? Okay. How about this? He ran, he ran, the, the dude weighed 240 pounds. He ran a 4.51. He's a good football player. Exactly. Exactly. He's all, as, as I like to say, he's all man. Okay. And that's all, that's all that matters. Okay. And... I mean, what Garrett Blunt came to the, um, came to the combine years ago and ran as if he was on blunts. I mean, he ran like a five Oh or something like that. Right. Yes. Okay. And he's a good football player. Now he didn't run very fast, but he's a good football player. And that, that's all that matters. All right. There it is. You break it down very simply. You got it. How about the jets? What's going on with the New York Jetropolitans? Uh, we, we heard the news today that uh, Brandon Marshall, right. Going to be released. But suppose yeah. there there are like five or six other guys. What's what's going on there? They're clearing the decks, man. They're, they're clearing out all the the dead wood, getting rid of all the old guys, getting rid of anybody who they perceive can't play anymore, and they're restocking this franchise. I mean, they had to clear a bunch of money anyway to get underneath the cap, so they cleared about forty six million dollars. They got rid of Revis. They got rid of Nick Mangold, Brandon Marshall, Giacomino. Is Eric Decker know. going too? That's one of the guys rumored to be. Going. Nah, he's banged up, and I think that they need to keep him. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they if they cut him, but he's injured right now. So if you cut him right now, you're probably on the books for his contract, regardless. I think they got to wait for him to get healthy. Jason Cole, Bleacher Report, joining us. Um, I, I tell you what, this is kind of it was a huge story at the Super Bowl. Now it's flying under the radar. And I truly don't know the answer to this. And you and I have talked a lot about this in, in recent months, Jason. Is this Raiders to Vegas thing going to go to a vote? And is it going to pass here in a, in, in a couple, three weeks? Is it that simple? I think that's incredibly up in the air about whether that's going to go to a vote uh, later this month uh, when the NFL owners meet in Phoenix. I think that based on information I learned tonight, which I can't, report yet but i would say that the funding for this project is very much in danger in las vegas and that an alternative way to try and fund the stadium is trying to be devised by some people but that alternative way to fund it may not be acceptable to a lot of people in the nfl so we got a lot of things going on and I would be shocked if you're able to clear this thing up in the next three weeks to have them vote. But stranger things have happened. And here's the other side. They've, they have a meeting in May as well. Just the May meeting is not considered as substantial as the March meeting. So when they get together and, and you know, they, can, they can always push this back to May, it's just not the classically big uh, meeting like the March meeting is. That, that's the only difference. Jason, uh, what's your uh, gut on where Tony Romo's going to wind up? We heard about this nine-team trade that included the Tampa Bay Rays. <laughs> it's only three. It's only three. Only three. It's only, right. it's Come on. The square root of nine. Okay, the square root of nine is three. 
Okay, I know it sounds sexy to call it nine, but it's not. (laughs) But Jason, the Cowboys ever going to let Tony Romo play for the Washington Redskins? See, if I was Jerry Jones, I wouldn't be scared of that. I I really wouldn't. Why? Um, Because I just want to get the most I can. So if Washington's willing to give me something for a guy that I'm not keeping, why am I worried about it? It's just like when... Buffalo, I'm sorry, when New England was getting rid of Drew Bledsoe, right? Where did they trade him? They traded him to Buffalo for a first-round pick because they got a first-round pick for him. Yeah, They weren't worried about him going to a team in their own division because they just presumed they were better than Buffalo. So as much as it sounds like you don't want to you know, normally trade a guy within your own division, I'm not scared of it if I'm getting something out of it and getting something reasonable. That said, I don't think it's going to happen. I do know this, that if Scott McLuhan were of sound mind and be able to run the you know, Washington Redskins right now, I think their possibility of this happening would be much, much higher than it is right now. See, see, uh, I, I, think that, I think that the Redskins, without McLuhan running the show, are going to be a little bit gun-shy doing this and wanting to let go of Kirk Cousins. But yes. San Francisco's interesting Cousins. Washington doesn't really want to pay Cousins the kind of money it's going to cost. Washington would love to have Romo, and Dallas has to do something with Romo here within the next couple of weeks. See, I'm with Mark on, on the idea of trading him into to your own division. I look at it more like the Brett Favre at the end where he still could play, and, and the one thing Green Bay wouldn't do was send him to Minnesota where he really wanted to go. They sent him to a Jets, and then he, he left the Jets to go to Minnesota, but they didn't trade him directly in the division. So you don't, you don't see that where, the, where at all Dallas, granted they had so much success with the kids, but that guy would make Washington better right away. I just I don't know why you wouldn't I'm, think I, that. Look, I, I get it, but if I'm confident in my team and I'm confident what I've got, I, I just, I'm not worried about it. I really, I really don't. I think that football people make way too much out of this. You know, traded within the division, especially a guy. Look, what are the odds that Tony Romo's playing the entire season next year? Well, and this—that's my question as to why Washington would do this. I know Romo's better than Cousins, but Cousins is what twelve years younger. Yeah, but, but, they, they, but don't they don't want to pay, pay. right? Well, well, Twenty-five million dollars. Right. A year. They don't think that, you know. Look, but they want to go to the playoffs, I, I, don't they? I mean, yeah, they want a quarterback they, they to play sixteen that, games. They want to roll the dice with Romo and probably draft another guy somewhere in, in the draft who they can develop and have ready within the next couple of years. So You mean Cousins but, who couldn't win the, the meaningless game against the Giants oh, at home to make the playoffs he's, that game? He's way better oh, than I'm anybody thought he was going to be. <laughs> hey, uh, Jason, thank you. No problem. <laughs> Talk to you guys later. All right, Jason Cole, Bleacher Report, great stuff. He didn't want any more hot takes. He said he's done with the hot yeah, takes. Yeah, yeah, no more hot takes. That's enough. Save your hot takes for Sunday morning. When I go to IHOP, I get hot takes all the time. I mean, uh, hot cakes. Exactly. (laughs) Um, All right, coming up next. You say that this is bad for the Warriors? It's good for the Warriors. I'll explain that statement. What are you talking? It's bad. You know it's bad. Well, I mean, on its face, it's not good. You just have to think about it for a second before you really play it out in your head. You're the ultimate optimist, especially when it comes to the Warriors. Absolutely. This is a beautiful world. It's the beginning of the end. What's, what's, what's. There's a great line from, do you ever watch Carpool Karaoke? Yes, I have seen it. Have you seen the yes. Bruno Mars one? No. Okay, Bruno Mars gets in the car, and James Corden goes, 
you're always are you always smiling? You're always happy. Did they have to put What's him? What's up a- with that? And Bruno looks at him and goes, "What's not to like? That's the world. Was What's he not a- to like? Was he in a car seat or not?" Fox Sports Radio. You got to be kidding me! Did you see that? Did you see that? If you're Russell Westbrook, I don't ever want to hear again that you don't care about the stats, you don't know about the numbers, you're not sure when you're getting a triple-double, you just play basketball and all that stuff's for the media. Down by seven points, four seconds left to go, 48 points, 16 rebounds and nine assists. Game's over, you grab the ball on one end of the court, And instead of just dribbling the clock out like any NBA player would do, you start sprinting down the court and throw an alley-oop. Excuse me, (laughs) Russell? No, he had no idea about the triple-double. Oh, sure. He was looking to just, you know what? Just felt like he needed to expend some more energy. He knew what the point spread in Vegas was, so he just wanted to make sure that they covered, right? Is that not... Suns that win. Would, that would be worse, right? That he actually knew. Agree or disagree? He knew what he, was going on. Of course, he knew. Somebody told him. I'm not. I don't think that somebody over there said, "Hey, you need an assist All to right, get a triple double." Now we've got our exhibit A. Next time Russell says he doesn't pay attention to the numbers and doesn't know what's going on. All right. Now I want to hear this story on how the Warriors are great, well, even really- better, because now they got. Durant hurt. I didn't say they they're got, better. They're, I didn't say they're better. I said and this Steph is, Curry can't hit the side of a barn. What was he the other? What did he miss? Thirteen in a row? I don't know. No, no uh, I think eleven. No, but it was eleven in a game, oh, and then he in missed. Game, and then, yeah, right. And he missed like the next. The next it's like whatever. Whatever. It's a little slump. Whatever. Thirteen everybody, in a row. Everybody goes through a little slump. You're talking about your end game. You ever you ever go to a bar like three nights in a row and not get any phone numbers? Three nights. How about uh, thirty? Exactly. Nights? <laughs> exactly. Three nights. That would be. You're a walking slum. My goodness. I mean, that's 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 what happens to shooters. You have bad nights. Obviously, the Warriors. Is it better been, to get no number or the wrong number? If they give you the wrong. Ah, uh, the wrong number. Yeah, is that, worse that's than worse. No number. Yeah, right. Just, yeah, just say, just say, like you're not interested. Thank you, but I'm not interested. Well, except, but would some, you accept that? Yeah, but some guys don't make that that easy. Some guys are creepy and follow them no, all over the room, and they want, they're just like, get okay, out of okay, here. Okay, here's the number, 1-800-GET-LOST. Yeah. <laughs> creepy. That's a weird number. 8-6-7-5-3-0-9. Eight, eight, if you ever get that one. I put her name then... Jenny. <laughs> How about that? That's right. That's not real. That would um, be funny. Uh, that would be great. Uh, I might do that the next time, uh, you know, the sporting goods store, when I'm, like, buying a basketball for my son, ask for my phone number. Right. Like, why do you need my phone number? Eight six seven, eight, six, seven, seven five, five three zero oh, nine. Is Don't that, call me. And they were like, "Is that three? Is that three one zero or eight one eight? The twenty year old behind the counter will be like, "Oh, okay, eight six okay. seven five three zero oh, nine. <laughs> anyway, so here's why I think this could end up, uh, and likely will end up, being a good thing for the Warriors. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. We'd love to talk to you, Mark Willard and Rob Parker, in for Jason Smith and uh, Michael Harmon tonight. Every person, every organization, everything that exists that is attempting to do something, accomplish something, I think benefits from adversity. Pretty simple, actually. And you're going to find it. And if you don't find it in the regular season, rest assured, God will take care of that. So what was the adversity last year for the Warriors? Steph Curry slipping on a wet spot in Portland and getting hurt. 
So that's the reason they lost last year? I didn't say that was the reason oh, they I'm lost. Oh, I'm just asking. But it was adversity. Uh, okay, I'm It asking. was adversity. And then they experienced adversity in having to play without Draymond. And they didn't get it done. Still had game six and seven. Andrew Bogut got hurt. Yeah, still had game six and seven. Draymond learned some lessons. Don't kick guys in the in the in the yayas. Yeah, yeah. Don't go to a bar and fight people in the offseason. So what I'm saying is you look at this situation right now, and oh my gosh, they might lose the one seed. Okay. They might lose the one seed. So you're telling me that. Two and a half months from now, if they've got to go fully stacked with Kevin Durant to win a game in San Antonio, they can't do it? I'm pretty sure they can't. Why? How, how could you say that for sure when this team was up 3-1 to one and couldn't close out a, a championship? It's also a team that was down 3-1 to one and did close out a series. And by the way, this is a different team. No, but I'm Those just, teams didn't have Kevin Durant. I agree, but we don't know what Kevin Durant's coming back. No, we, not, don't, we, we don't. I'm just saying. I think he's going to be back before the, the, the conference finals. But that's fine. But, but we don't know what Kevin Durant's coming back. People think what, he's going to be back before the end of the regular season. You forget that when you get to the playoffs – the NBA plays one game every 47 days. Well, I know. That's so, for television. I mean, Unbelievable. Kevin Durant can miss the rest of the regular season. Pretty sure the Warriors could win the first round without him. He's got plenty of time Who to Who are they back. playing? The Washington Generals in the first round? Is it that easy? Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. That's your West. NBA. That's yeah. your NBA. Oh. I mean, so we can sit here and say in the moment this is bad, sure. But in the long run, this may end up being very, very good. I don't know. I've still. I don't want anybody to be hurt. I don't want anybody to have to come back from injury. I don't know what I'm going to get. Is he going to be gimpy? Is he going to be apprehensive? What if he re-injures it and once he comes back? And what if? What I'm, if anyway? What if LeBron sprains an ankle? Well, but but he but he he's done it. And he's out for a month. By the way, you hate three pointers. I just we've got to talk about them. this next. Oh, What's no the date pointers. today? The date is three three. No. You gotta be nice to the three. That's right. Here we are on a Friday night, and we are just three balling. Isn't that a uh, that's a Tom Petty song, isn't it? Didn't Jerry Maguire start screaming that in his car one time? Three balling. That was the name of that song. The Cleveland Cavaliers have set a record for the best. Three-point night ever. It happens on the date 3-3, and you, Rob Parker, walk in here and diss, diss the most exciting shot in basketball? No moss. I, I can't take it I anymore. I won't have it. Anyway, more on that in a second. <laughs> you know, you know. There it is. There it is. You want to sing? With, you've sung before no, on no, this show. I don't you want to sing? I think this song Geico. is a, this, this song is about you need to wear underwear. I think, Ge- right? <laughs> Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Fifteen minutes can save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. I'm trying to remember the two or three songs that Tom Cruise pulls up first when he gets in that car after he signs Kush, and it's like, no, not that one. No, not that one. No, not that one. And then he gets to this one. Can and I he tell just you? Starts unloading. Do you have a song? Yes. That that that, yes. that 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 a moment in your life that I'll never. I have one. Oh, a song that's attached to a moment. Like, I thought you were going to say a song that just trumps any any other. No, song. but I mean, like, I I went on. This is my ex wife, but when we went on our first date, yeah. We go on a date. 
have Free! dinner. <laughs> and, and and you know I take it to the take it to the uh, door. I take it to the terrible singer. I take her to the door, I give her this kiss, I see stars yeah. as I kiss her. Yes. Oh, this is real, for real. Yes. And then I get in the car, and guess what song is on the radio blasting? I had the radio up. It's pilot song, whoa, 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 it's magic. magic. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I, those are those are signs. I, those are signs from the universe. Isn't that crazy, though? Yes. That's exactly how it was. That's it's, a sign from the universe. Why did it go wrong? Seven years. Oh, I don't okay, know. the right. seven-year itch, that not the first okay. one. Right. Anyway. There, there it, it is. is. Yes. And, there, and this was, I, I literally got in the car, turned it on, and then this thing was like right here. <laughs> it's magic. I was like, oh my goodness. I'm going to get married. You proposed to her right there. <laughs> I went back and knocked on the door. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Speaking of magic, let's talk about the Golden State Warriors. Broken magic right now. Old magic. Blair. And uh, is this Rancho Santa Fe, Rancho Santa Margarita? Where are we right here? Blair, where are you? I'm right here. Oh, right, right here. Right here. Right you, you're in Rancho Santa what? Margarita. Margarita. Is that the home of Phil Mickelson? It's the home of Margarita. Oh, well, hey, then I'm... Yeah, That's I'm, a, I'm, a joke. I'm it's buying. A joke. It's Friday night. Uh-huh. I'm in. Salt, please, on the rocks, okay? What do you, what do you got, Blair? Hey, um... Anyways, that's the best drink ever is a margarita with the salt on the rocks because I know because I can have two of them for $2 on a cruise ship. (laughs) All right, Blair, what do you got for us tonight? Anyways, the Warriors, man, they can easily drop to the Knicks on Sunday because the way they are playing, man, they can't have Curry hit too many threes right now because he's not on fire, is he? So what? So what if they do lose on Sunday? So what? Yeah, it won't matter, right? Because they can uh, still be number four seed and make it. But I want them to be number one seed so they, they can play all the games at home, all right? right? Blair, get on out of here. Have, Thanks. Another, have Thanks. another margarita. Do you know I, how think many games? Had, I think he had four for $2. Do you know how many games ahead of the four seed Utah Jazz they are right now? Twelve and a half. Yeah, I think they that's, would have that's to pretty lose safe. out, and they still wouldn't end up right, in the four seed. Right, I'm pretty safe. They're fifty and eleven. They're fine. That's my, I mean, that's my point. They're fine. It's not great that he got hurt. Obviously, you want everyone to stay healthy. But this, oh my gosh, the ship is sinking. They can't shoot, and Kevin Durant, and we don't know when he's going to be there. You don't know. You don't know anything. Nope. Absolutely, but you got to admit, nobody knows it's anything not looking, ever. It's not looking like it was just a week or two ago. Isn't that a good thing? I thought you were going to be thrilled about this. No, I, there's I, now actually some intrigue. I am in thr- what's going to happen. I, I am thrilled that it's not the automatic layup that most people thought it was. So, or what was that thought it was going to be? So, yes, from that standpoint, that is good. But I'm, I'm not because I want Kevin Durant to be hurt. No, or, I understand. You know I, what I'm saying. I'm I just, just talking about from the drama or some sort of uh, suspense. I don't think it's changed that much. I, I do. I, I really don't. And, and, and that's coming from someone who, by the way, I, I, it, it was not a fait accompli that the Warriors were going to get in the finals anyway. The, the Spurs were always, that was always going to be hard, even with Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant will be back for that series. 
And I still think the Warriors will win it, but I still think it'll be hard. It will be hard. Yeah. But it's not I, – I just – whenever a guy's injured, you just don't know is all I'm – I'm just being on that. I'm one of those guys. It's so easy to say, oh, he'll be back and everything will be fine. I mean, that's, that's what you hope and, and that's what you like to put out there so that you're not uh, like having these negative thoughts. Yeah, but you don't but, know but that you like, don't, anybody could get hurt. Of course. Anybody could get yes, hurt. Yes, but he's hurt. And, and this is something different where he's hurt, he's missing time, and we're coming closer to the end of the season, right? He might miss the remainder of the season. It's just resting. Okay, if it's rest. Yes. Gonna be, he's going to be fresh now for the playoffs. Yeah, okay, fresh. Well, it's well played. It's well played. This yeah. is exactly right. Great timing. I got you. He's doing a LeBron taking rest to be ready for the playoffs. All right, 877-99 on Fox. What do you got against the three-pointer? What's what's wrong? I just think it's overplayed. Now, it's destroyed the game of basketball in that uh, the game's not played the same. Everybody's just chucking threes. I get it. When Steph Curry and they, they wanted to take claim that – the Warriors had revolutionized. Remember, they wanted to crown the Warriors before uh, last year when they won all the regular stuff. They set the record, yep. right? They, they were going to get crowned as the greatest, and they changed the game. And then they they lost after being uh, up 3-1, to one, and yes. that changed everything. That, changed, that allowed people to take pot shots at them. That allowed people to say that, they don't have the magic formula, and you can't and you can't win playing that way. Where if they would have won back to back championships, had set the record for most wins in a regular season, they would have been off and running. It would have been pretty hard to say anything about the Warriors. It's amazing the sweeping judgments we make that and what boiled down to one minute of basketball. I, but but Isn't am that I crazy? But am I right? You're right. But if LeBron doesn't block that shot. The world is different. And you know what? The world is different. But how you, we see you it. could say the same thing, and this is what I always say about Tom Brady. Yep. Is if they don't come back and win that game, there's no go talk whatsoever. Tom Brady would be he, he, would he, be four and three in Super Bowls, right? Here's and, the difference though. If he had won an overtime game that was never more than seven point differential the whole game, he just won a close game, then you could say, Wow. I mean, that really could have gone either way. But Tom Brady engineered a comeback where they were down 28-3. to three. I, I get that. But, so I, but, but I'm saying. You have to give someone incredible credit I'm for not, that. But I'm saying he's two, play, he's, he's two plays away from losing four straight Super Bowls. That's, how, that's, that's the difference when you talk about one minute of basketball. Marshawn Lentz, second and one at the – at the one, right? Second and goal at the one. But, okay? is Le- but is LeBron James great? But I'm saying that LeBron play- James is two guard teammate shots away from being one and six no, in the I finals, agree. right? I, I, Ray yes. Allen and Kyrie Irving? No doubt about okay. it. Okay. No doubt. And that's what I'm saying. But you don't keep getting there if you're not amazingly great. I just don't like the three-pointer. I think... The three-pointer was the ABA shot. It was to separate that league from the NBA, right? We got that. And now it's just become this. You got big guys who you don't need anymore because you don't play that game, which I still can't get over. Yeah, Pelicans can't win a game. You know, I mean, they got the two, two best big They got the, the two big, right. They, and, <laughs> they and they barely, did they win tonight? I think they. I don't know. They were winning tonight, right? I uh, think they're, they're, they're down to the Spurs in overtime. So they're down. They were they're up. Down. Yeah, they're down. There's a minute 14 to go. They're down by four. Okay. So so they can't win a game. They won in Detroit. They though. did they're, win one. They yes, won in they Detroit. Won. They, they're, okay. they're one in three since it's arrived. But, they're but, about but to you be see my four. point, right, is that the game, here you go, you don't need big guys. You just need guards who just shoot the ball and run and push up the court. 
I know people say it's exciting. I, the brand of basketball, it might just be me. I'm not enjoying it. I'm not enjoying what I used to watch. Do you have a flip I'm not phone? trying to play no old man. Do you have a flip no, phone? I don't have a flip phone. No, you look like you sound like a guy that has a <laughs> you sound like a guy that has a flip phone. I never oh. wanted to be that guy. Because, no, yeah, and you are. You're now I, that guy. I, I never wanted to because be that guy. I bet what, you I'm not the only one, me. Mark. Oh, I bet you. Did you hear me? I said get off my lawn. That's right. 877-99 on Fox, because this is a big thing today. The Cavs hit 25 threes on 3-3, three, three, and, 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 you're, and you're denying the synchronicity of this beauty right here. LeBron between the circles. Relays near side to Corver. Three on the way. He knocks it down, and with that triple, the Cavaliers have just set the NBA all-time record for threes in a regular season game with 25 Oh, yeah, Boy, that's a that, memory I'll always remember. It would have been so much more exciting if it was Tim Duncan going boom, 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 backboard, bonk, in. What's wrong with that? Dunk, 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 down to the other end of the court. That that call right there is going to go down in history like a Hank Aaron, 715. No doubt. No it's going doubt. to be that. The 25 you know threes from, from half range, I mean, look at the, the three-point line. At least move it back. Look, Make it so that it's a really difficult shot. You know what I don't like in sports is when – You've got rules. This is in every sport. Kids will see it, and they'll go, okay, I'm going to go work on that. And they'll work on it for 15 years. And then this wave comes into a league of people that can do something with ease that they've never been able to do before, and the sport goes, oh, hell, we need to change the rules. Wait a minute. You don't, don't tiger-proof Augusta. If he's the greatest of all time, I want to see that. But they did. They this did what, do that, though. I know they did, and they shouldn't have. But well, you, because he blew away the course, and they're like, what is the point? But we want if, to compare him to Jack Nicholas. You want to compare guys to, you know, Kobe Bryant, to Michael Jordan, to Steph Curry, to LeBron. Well, if you just keep making it harder, well, then it's exhibit A, why I always say you can't compare eras. I mean, the three-point line, how far are you going to move this thing back? By the way, how, how about how about to Jersey? How fine. <laughs> Guess what? Twenty years from now, there'll be kids who could just nail it from Jersey. People get better at things over time. Like, what's really hard for you right now, just in life? Reading, really... writing, okay. <laughs> getting a date. Getting no. A date. What's wow. really What's really wow. hard? Well, I mean, hey, I'm hey, just going with your is... narrative here. I mean, what's re- whatever's really hard for us. 25 years from now won't be hard for us anymore. And in fact, how many things, this is why it's always hard for, for old people to do. You, you Did watch, you look at me when you said that? Yes. We watch with young people, like my son is three. He can already work an iPad. He can work an iPad. What's an iPad? My mom, <laughs> my mom, however, I've been working with her for a year and a half. She still can't get to it. To download the Waze app. We're not there yet. We're still working on it. Open up the app store, touch the word get, and enjoy. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. So you got you got guys that grew up with the three, so they can shoot the three. What's wrong with that? Are you really missing the fifteen foot jumper? I just I, I I don't know. I just think it's a it's just overkill, and I get it. And the league has changed a lot. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. I, I, that was the right number, right? That Eight. was yes. You usually yeah. You're famous for getting that right. You got it right. I got that one Good right. Job. So but, I'm just curious. Is other other people who watch the NBA? Do you love the three 
It's just a, a, a three orgy. That's all it's about is putting up threes. Boy, your mind is on it tonight, That's man. It's Friday what night. What did you see before you? Oh, that Friday is, night. It's, Friday it's night. It's not 10 a.m. on Saturday morning. Good point. Good right? point. Totally different. I, you know I'm not a numbers guy, but I got some numbers for you on this conversation. We'll go there next. We'd love to take your calls. 877-99 on Fox. It's Mark Willard and Rob Parker in for Jason. Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, this is my number from now on. <laughs> I've been married for 10 years. And I got no interest in anybody ever having my phone number for any reason. Because you know what? Because I don't answer it anyway. Ten do, you, do you answer your phone? No. No. Who answers their phone and, so and the, 2011? And the other one, too, is if you call me with a block number, never be answered. Oh, I don't do that. What is that? Who is that? I mean, like, why would I answer a call if, I, if your number's not showing... I'm not answering it. I don't care who it is. You know who has my number is some carpet cleaning service. I get calls from all over the nation. I think it's because the company, you know, like they change their. And what are they asking to get your carpet cleaned? Yeah, it's like a recording. Like, no, I don't want. What do you. Anyway, uh, 877-99 on Fox. Go to the phones here in a second. Mark Willard, Rob Parker in for Jason and Michael tonight. So look at this. Look at this number that that, uh, the great Lauren Gardner handed me which is overall NBA three-point shooting percentage from 1979 when it started, the three-point line, all the way up until now. It is a complete uh, curved grid. Well, well, because they practice it. 28%. Well, they practice it. I get get that. 24%, 26, 23, 25, 28, 28, 30. (gasps) Once it hit 30... In 1986, huh, it never went back below. What do you know? No. Well, People started getting better at it. And then in 1994, it hit 35. What do you know? It kept going up. And now here we are, 2006, 2016, 2017, and that's where we sit so far this year, 359 uh, it used to be 28, at times even below 25. Guys get better at things. I agree with you that. You shouldn't penalize them for that. No, I'm not. I just think that it doesn't make the game. It, it's just like, I'm not saying I'm, I want to go back to the old days or prehistoric time, nothing like that. I just think it's overdone, and maybe they need to push the line back to make it more of a challenge. 35% is pretty darn good. From three point, would you say that? Yeah, it's actually about thirty six percent. that's pretty darn one, good. Yeah, it's better than one in three. If you were if you were at twenty five percent, then maybe I'd say it's a tough shot to make. And if you make it, I'd tip my cap to you. I don't think it's that tough for these guys now. I don't. It's not. I don't think it's tough at all. It's and not. I think it takes away from the game. I just maybe I'm the only guy who feels that way, but I'm, I'm not loving the three, even on three three. I think in general, I'm not going to say this is a blanket statement. I think in general, things get better in life. There's a reason things evolve. It's because we're always evolving and improving as a society. So just because things don't look like they used to, I don't think that makes them inherently bad. Right. But a lot of people feel that way because they get used to something and they go, okay, I like this, and then they don't ever want it to change. Nothing stays the same. Right. If your hair gets gray, still means you could get my number. You know, I could get your number, right? No. No? (laughs) No. No. Thomas Inchino. Thomas, thank you for calling Fox Sports Radio. Mark, how you doing, Rob? Doing great. Hey, um, on this one, I'm sorry, Mark. I'm going to have to agree with Rob. I'm I'm going to have to be that old man. I I'm only 37, but I would rather much see the Kareem's, 
the Elijah Wands, the Ewings of the world and see guys fire up 40 and 53 a game. I just Yeah, but Thomas, it, it, have you ever explored why you feel that way? I mean, I just, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even necessarily disagreeing with you from that point. You and I are only five years apart in age. I'm not saying I just want the whole NBA to become a three-point shooting contest, but in, by and large, I accept things as they are. Because, I mean, I, I accept it, you know, uh, because even, you know, let's, let's go back to the teens of the 80s and 90s. You know, we had the Showtime Lakers. We had the Bad Boys Pistons. You know, we had the, the Celtics, the Sixers. There was variety in basketball. Yes. Now, it's, to me, it's just uh, everybody has to try and find that three-point shooter, and we don't have – the big man in the game anymore it just i i don't know you probably never get me to agree but i just it's not entertaining to me anymore I okay to, well, i totally agree that's the question thomas thank you yeah appreciate the call to, question to ask yourself to me is not does this uh does this look like it used to because that it, it's whether frankly, or not it's entertaining that's right quite frankly that's irrelevant and he made a great point that it's not entertaining to him if it's not entertaining that's fine when i turn but, but every, on but every, a golden state warriors basketball game i am entertained but I, but i get it the problem is and the and the great point he made was that all these great teams from the 80s played differently do you know what i mean so there was no one formula where everybody's trying to be the warriors because that's what's won that's what's different. The, the Pistons played a different brand of basketball that people could respect and say or, or not like. The Celtics played different with their front line. You know what I mean? They had a great front line. And then uh, the Lakers with Showtime, Magic Johnson running up and down the court, layups and dunks, right? That was a totally different way. So when you start looking at all these different teams, it was different. And now everybody wants to be the same, and that, I guess, is more so I don't think what I have they, an issue with. I don't think they want to be the same. I think they have to be the same. No, there's another this way of a, winning is, because we've seen other people win without doing just taking three. Not no, When? How long has it been now? Well, it's been a while, but they did okay. win. Yeah, they did. And then guys like Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and whatever came into the league. But they're not going to be here forever. You know, let me tell you this. The two Boogie Cousins hits three-pointers. Right, because it's too close. The two best shots in the history of the NBA, nobody uses, which makes no sense to me. What are the two best shots in the history of the league that nobody uses? Well, one of them you're certainly talking about. And by the way, I don't necessarily agree with your premise, but one of them is the Skyhook. He's the all-time leading scorer, and, and it's, you can't defend it's un, it. It's unblockable. Unblo- you can't, right? Yes. So it's unblockable, and he's the all-time leading scorer if anybody's but ever I played a game. I don't know if it's unblockable anymore. It was then. I still think, but but all these guys big guys more who have now. no moves or whatever. Okay, so that and the other one is the underhanded free throw that Rick Barry used to shoot. <laughs> what? He was the the greatest free throw shooter. Nobody will use it. Why? Because, because it looks want, funny. You want the NBA to be an episode of Leave It to Beaver. I, I want him to I shoot. I mean, it's just like, oh my, we're granny it up from the free throw line, and then these oh, guys can't make three free throws. Though, hang on, hang on, dribble, <laughs> dribble. I'm gonna do a sky hook. Here we go. Left leg, dribble, right leg, and. Oh, it went in. Very entertaining. That was great. That was more. Kareem doing a skyhook is more entertaining than watching Steph and Clay 
move the ball around the, the arc? Kareem was unbelievable. Of course he was. Eight seven seven ninety nine off. I don't know if when I see Kareem, I'm like, wow, is that guy entertaining? The Lakers were. I love Kareem. So do I. All right, let's go to Jeff in Orlando. Hey, Jeff, thanks for calling. Hey, how's it going, guys? I grew up a Blazers fan. You know, fast courts, threes by Drexler and yep. Jerry Porter. And the threes were great. And I maybe moving the, the, the line out would make it harder. So if you wanted to take the chance, you're giving up another guy for rebounding or something. But the game kind of evolved to three-point shooting. Like, you got to kind of roll with it. Like, I, I was entertained by it. Like, yeah, 10 threes in that game back in the days was big. Now they shoot 10 threes in the first quarter, you know? Oh, no doubt about I it. I mean, Jeff, let me, let me ask you guys this, and thank you, Jeff. Would you, do, you, do you want the hand check back? Yeah, I would. I, you I, do? I, I have no problem with that. Because that's right entertaining? Now, but right now you can't, but you can't defend anybody because you can't touch anybody. Because scoring is entertaining. But, but it's ridiculous. You can't do it in the NFL either. Michael, you can't touch a quarterback. Michael Jordan, when he played, they used to have, be able to have two hands on his waist, and he still was a great player. Is Tom Brady entertaining? Sometimes. Okay. It depends. Does he have the? Uh... Is Drew Brees entertaining? <laughs> he doesn't what? even win, and he's entertaining. Yeah, he is because he throws the ball. Yeah, let's find out what said Sabalos. Now, talk about entertaining. Uh, let's talk about. Uh, we'll talk to Cedric Sabalos here. Sixty seconds away. Fox Sports Radio. Here's what's trending first. Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save fifteen percent or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com. Call eight hundred nine four seven Auto. Only a hard part figuring out which way is easier. I think I know what Sed's going to say on this. Man, don't put words in his mouth. Well, Sed and I have had plenty of conversations about the GSW hoop before. Remember, Cedric Sabalos famously last year said his Phoenix Suns team will crush those fools. So I think Sed's going to be on your side. This damn three-pointer is ruining the world, and all these young whippersnappers need to get off your lawn. Right, Sid? <laughs> I don't know if it's ruining the world. Uh, I mean, <laughs> if we're we dependent on the world to be saved by three-point shooting, then we're in trouble. <laughs> we, we are. I would just say to Mark Cedric that uh, I, I'm just not – the three has gone overboard. I know this is a copycat league, and everybody believes that's what you got to do. Uh, to win, and I get it because it's a makeable shot, and guys in college have been shooting threes, and you know, and 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 it's all a part of the fabric now. But I I miss the old days when you had different teams with different styles of playing basketball, and and people still were able to win, not just by doing the same thing. Well, you know, the NBA wanted to change the the format of the league, make it less physical. And in order to do that, you know, they, they allow a lot of the Europeans to take a lot of Americans' jobs, and that's the way the Europeans play. They move the ball. They, they move it around. I think what's ruining the, the basketball, what everybody's saying about the three, is the, how they shoot it. Now, Atlanta and Cleveland went head-to-head tonight. Moving the ball around like that, great. I love that three-point shooting. But when you're just walking across the court and you're just letting it go from 35 feet, I've always said, you know, I – you know, Steph is an unbelievable shooter. I, I just could not participate in a game with this guy, even though he's two-time MVP and all this, that, and the other. But you walk across half court and shoot a shot, I mean, we can always get a better shot. I know Steve Kerr allows it. Walton, when he was there, he allows it. And he's two-time MVP, and he makes 
most of those shots. But, but they're, a ba- they're bad shots. Wait, wait, I agree wait, with you. They're bad shots. They're bad shots. I want to make sure we're hearing you correctly. You're saying you could never have been a teammate with Steph Curry? Steph Curry couldn't have shot. He couldn't have took those shots in my era. It would not have happened. They, they would have been somebody on that team that would have beat him up at halftime for taking those shots constantly and constantly, no matter if he's making them or missing them. In our game, in our era, you know, the, the Barclays, the Oakleys, the Masons, the Patrick Ewings, the big guys who like to bang, they would have been hot at Steph Curry. Don't get me wrong. He's, a, he's an unbelievable player. He's playing up to par in his era right now. He would have survived in our era, but he would not have been taking shots like that. Coaches wouldn't have allowed that because the coaches were making more than the players, so the coaches had more power. This, in this day and age, the players have more power because they're making $20, $30 million. Coaches are making one, two, between $3 million. So the power has switched from, from the coaches, and, and, you know, and that's why most of the old school coaches are gone because they, you know, they're used to having to get on players. Now, this is not a play. You know, go run into people and say, Steph Curry can't play. He's an unbelievable player. He would have played in our era. He would have been a great player. He would have been just like his dad, an unbelievable shooter. And, and, and a, a, a great playmaker. He would have did the same thing. But I don't think he would have been shooting that far out in our era. He would have still been an all-star. He would have still been an MVP in our era. But he just wouldn't have been shooting that far out. I, I apologize, said I already tweeted it. And no, with stop. a direct quote from you <laughs> uh, that Steph Curry is worthless. Is that, not, is that not what you said? No, I never said he was oh, worthless. No, okay, he's okay, just no. playing. <laughs> uh, Cedric, let me ask you about the Kevin Durant injury and what it uh, – the toll it possibly could take with the Warriors, just missing a guy for a month, and when he comes back, you don't know really what he's going to be like. How big of a blow is this? Man, you just put him in a lower epsilon, <laughs> just missing a guy. This is Kevin Tarantula, snap shooter Durant. This guy is an is, is a unbelievable player. I mean, he's maybe arguably the top two player in the league, so it's not like you're just missing a player. This is a big piece, and especially because they – Empty. I thought they emptied their bench. Their strongest part of their two-year run at the NBA Finals was their bench. You know, no more Barbosa, uh, and and then they have no more Barnes. Those two were very cute. Q on, on on them going to the championship and winning the championship. And also, you you have Livingston there. You have Iguodala there, but they don't have those pieces that they had before. And that's what made them so effective. I thought, even with Festus Azili coming off the bench with some defensive presence, a little a little bruising, and also Mo Spates making that. Uh, offense spread out a little bit. So this is the problem when you don't have Durant in there. Who's going to step up and take advantage of, of what, 20-plus points and, and also having the ball and the possession in his hands? That's what it is. I mean, Iguodala would be the one. He's a MVP finals before. He would be the one, but I don't think his mentality is like Kevin Durant. You know, he doesn't want to take all those shots. He doesn't want to uh, drive the ball and take the ball to the basket almost every other play. You know, being in an offense, he likes, you know, hiding. And then you double, triple team Steph Curry, you double, triple team Kevin Durant, or you try to help on Klay Thompson, and that's when he becomes effective. So this is a hard decision for Kerr to make. Who's going to step up and, and fill that role and what they need? Obviously, he brought Matt Barnes in, uh, but Matt is not obviously not the score. They're going to they're gonna try to rely on defense, which is a great ploy, especially with bringing Matt in. But it's going to be difficult for him, but don't. Don't count on my Spurs. Not my Spurs, but don't ah. count on the Spurs. But they're they're just back there going, huh, nobody knows about us, but we're only three games back and we're just inching inching closer to get a home court advantage uh, during the playoffs. No, they may they may well get it and, and I don't know that the Spurs were uh you know, that I mean they're a force to be reckoned with even if they do end up the two seed. 
What about this, though, Cedric? If I said, because I did say this earlier, let's assume that Kevin Durant by, you know, second round of the playoffs is back to full health. Couldn't I make the case that the adversity that the Warriors are experiencing right now will help them come come summer? Come summer? Yeah, <laughs> June. I mean, no. look, this team this team is going to play in June. No, they got they gonna they're gonna have to re I think they're gonna have to put the team the, the, the forces back together again, you know, with Kevin Durant gone. Because obviously, you know, uh, Clay and, and, and Steph Curry's gonna have the ball most of the time now. They're gonna rely on those two to create for others. Uh Draymond Green, great player, but he's not a playmaker. He, uh, he's a he, you know, he's a person that Steph, you know, penetrates double teams, kicks it to him, he shoots the ball. We saw in the finals, game seven, where he was gonna be MVP of the finals in the first half, but he was going to be that because, you know, there was doubling and triple teaming all the players, and he was wide open making shots, doing what he's supposed to be doing. He went into the locker room going, oh, maybe I should start driving and going one-on-one. That's just not his game. That's what great thing about Kevin Durant. He has the ability to do both, and he also spreads the floor and help everybody else. I think they're going to have to rebuild it. Uh, even though Kevin's going to watch, and it's going to be good for Kevin to see and watch and see where everybody goes and how they play, sitting over there on the bench and watching films and, and, and games and stuff. But I think as far as chemistry, they're going to have to get that back, you know, because they took them a while, you know, to get it going. Yep. They say, look, Steph, you're not going to have it all the time. Clay, you're not going to get all the shots that you want. Draymond, we got to whip it around. Now we got four players that can knock that shot down instead of one or two. So it's it's uh, they're going to have to put it back together again. I don't, you know, it's a short period of time. We're talking playoffs, more physical, uh, magnified in. Uh, a lot more frustration. We got to keep Draymond under control. That's a big piece of their puzzle. We got to keep that guy under control, man. He just, you know, sometimes he loses games because of his hot head. He's such a great player, but you know, calm it down a little bit. You got you got a lot of guns on your team now, so you don't need to go out and, and act a fool sometimes. Cedric, it's great to have you on. Thank you very much for for doing it tonight, man. Appreciate no it. No problem. All, All right. right, Cedric Zabalos on Fox Sports Radio. He does have that basketball. radio voice. Very he does, nice, man. He does man Cedric is he's down here man he's down here you know and, and and coming up next we're going to get more calls yeah we got more calls and still ahead a very very juicy NFL rumor it's kind of bubbling below the surface right now that's still coming on the Jason Smith show it's Mark Willard and Rob Parker Fox Sports Radio yeah I remember that play very very controversial opinion the Steelers are about to fall off a cliff Uh-oh. it's not their fault it's not their fault. But people still want to talk about the three ball. Yeah, I love we'll, it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. I also got this tweet that I want to read to you because it's a good one. Are they ripping me? No, they're not ripping oh, you. Are they it's ripping actually, you? actually disagreeing with Cedric Sabalos. Oh, okay. And, and said is great, and I understand the essence of what he was saying. Jeff Tuttle tweets in, come on, how often does Steph or Clay actually bring it just across half court and just launch a three? Is a little overstated. It, it does happen. These though. guys actually, the most, and this is what's disappointing, the most under-discussed thing in the NBA in the last two years is the Warriors' ball movement. They have been branded by many as this hot shot, trick shot, showman, non-fundamentals, Little kids at the gym now all want to shoot threes, guys. What they actually are is the best passing team in the NBA. Go look at their assists record. 
it's the best in the league by far. What they are, Clay Thompson won, uh, won a stat that no one talks about last year. He ran the farthest of any player in the NBA during the game. And they move the ball, they move without the ball, they play team ball, they're unselfish, and somehow that has all branded all of them to be selfish. It's very bizarre. And and they're the only team in the history of the NBA where referees actually get assists when they <laughs> give them the ball. <laughs> Come on, man. When they Come toss on. the ball. No, but it's, it's the first shot they get the <laughs> <laughs> somehow, somehow the Warriors have been branded as these guys that the old guys don't like. Right. No, I can't. Right? The old get-off-my-long guy doesn't like it. You know what's fascinating? The most fundamentally sound team in the NBA. Yeah, but it's the threes that get the people. But you they're know all shooting the no, threes. No, I know. It's... Who set the record tonight for threes? Was it the Warriors or was it their bitter rival? Cleveland! Yeah. No, I got you. Give them some love. They play the game the right way. It's just today's game. That's all. 877-99 on Fox. Rob Parker, Mark Willard on your Friday night. Yeah, yeah. And don't forget, tomorrow we'll be on tomorrow. Tomorrow, 10 o'clock Pacific, 1 in the East. (laughs) uh, Like we are every Saturday right here on Fox Sports Radio. How about Terry in Ohio? Hey, Terry, thanks for calling. Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing great, bud. So good, so good. Good. I, I got to say, I'm old school. I'm 51 years old. I've been watching the NBA since before Showtime and Bird. I love the three. I okay, think it's great. Terry. Wow. That's very good. That's a different take. You're living in the moment, Terry. Well, you know what? It's like every other professional game. It has evolved to this. You know, if you look back, there was the era of the big guy. Then it kind of went to, you know, Kuzi and, and those guys. And then it went to the big guy again. Now it's the little guy's turn. Let him have fun. Eventually, it'll die off. I agree with you. All right, there I you agree go. with Terry. That's By a, the way, Terry, thank you for calling. That's a fresh take there. Well, and what he's, saying, what he's saying is true in every sport. I already talked about tiger-proofing Augusta, NHL no clutching and grabbing for more scoring, NFL can't touch the quarterback, can't breathe on him. Who knows, another 20 years from now, he might be wearing a red jersey out there. I mean, it's true in every sport. And it will continue to be. I don't know what the deal is going to be 25 years and from now. And I still think that part of what happened in baseball with um, – The steroids? Yeah, it wasn't the steroids so much, but even the strike zone and what they were able to do, they made it so difficult for guys to pitch. Yes. You know what I mean? Like a guy could take a really good pitch where if this was the 80s or something, you probably would have got rung up. The strike zone is so small. That's by the way. That's the that's where baseball needs. Am to Am I right? If they want to look at how to change the game, it's they're the, so focused on the length of the game. It's not that. It's the strike I, zone. I keep telling it's people, it's the strike zone. Absolutely. The game can be three hours if it's fun. Yes, but, I don't have a problem with a three-hour game. No, I, I agree. Every sporting event is at least three hours. I, I agree. You know, but it, it's got to be entertaining, and that doesn't mean like, oh, let's fix intentional walks. Have you? Have you? No. Have, have you sat up at a football game in the crowd? I mean, when's the last time you watched? I'm talking about a yeah, uh, well, of course, many and, times. But it's the game. You know how little action there is in the NFL That's right. game. That's I right. mean. It's no. okay at home because you got commercials. Like you go, go get food, food, go yes. to the bathroom. I can do whatever. Right. When you're in the stands and you're there for that, a lot of breaks. A lot of a lot breaks. of breaks. A yeah. Lot. How about um, let's see. Let's go. 
Uh, do we want to go to Steve? No, 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 no. No, no, no. no, no. I was trying to go to Steve in. Three balls. Okay, yeah. yeah. Steven in North Carolina. Hey, Steven, what's up? How you fellas doing tonight? Doing great. So uh, I just had a couple, couple comments on your uh, three-ball discussion earlier. Number yeah. one, I don't think you can move that three-line back anymore because a seven-footer standing on the side and shooting a corner three can barely fit his foot in there right now. Yeah, I don't. In fact, you know, Colin has has talked about this. If you're going to move the three ball back, you're actually talking about eliminating the corner three, which is already a little bit closer than the other three pointers anyway. So you're talking about kind of a rainbow arc that would go from sideline to sideline, but not not extend into the corner, kind of right. like where the coach stands, right to the other side of the court. But yeah, you would you would do away with the corner three entirely, Stephen. Yeah, and 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 my second comment is the. Uh, there's two teams that, that give the Warriors trouble, and that's the Grizzlies and the Spurs, and neither one of those teams are really raining threes on offense. So there's a there's a, there's a method for beating the uh, the Warriors system right now. I feel like it's just a fad. You guys may have had a members-only jacket when you were little. I did. and uh, I, <laughs> I, definitely, I definitely did. I definitely did. You had to have one. However, and Stephen, thank you. I, I actually think that's a misconception. Memphis has given the Warriors some trouble, um, although they beat them in the playoffs. Um, San Antonio has not. Don't fall into that trap. They busted the Warriors in the mouth on opening night this year. The Warriors didn't even know which way was up yet. Right. Um, so that would not – and if you go back to last year, the Warriors did not struggle against San Antonio at all. In fact, they, they, they crushed them up pretty good. Um, okay, more on that. We'll get to more of your phone calls, 877-99 on Fox. I do think that the, the Steelers are about to fall off a cliff. We're going to talk Steelers, and also we got a little baseball thing we're going to mix we in there the next baseball hour, right? thing, and the juiciest NFL discussion we've had yet. You know, free agency's six days away. This, if this happened, the internet breaks. Okay. Don't you think? You know what I'm talking about. I got you. The internet's going to break. Man, I feel like I'm just walking into the cauldron tonight. I mean, here I am trying to hold up for 2017, you know, now. Here I am staring at a technical producer who roots for the Steelers, about to break the news to him that the Steelers are about to fall off a cliff. Uh Uh-oh. You know, trying to tell everybody that the Warriors are okay. Sorry, I'm not a contrarian. Just a, it's just a over-optimistic. <laughs> you know what? Of all it? the things that somebody can call me, I will wear that. You'll wear overly optimistic. Overly optimistic. I like that. That's it. How much better would the world be if all of us yeah, but we also were need- optimistic to a fault? No, I agree, but do we also need a dose of reality, too? You can't live in a fantasy world. Now, do I, you know me. Do I, know, I live in no, a fantasy no, no, world? No, no, no. I'm just saying you got to have... That's what makes the world great is that everybody's not on the same page. That, well, Would you agree with me? Um, some sometimes <laughs> it's just an interesting year to ask that. Oh question. yeah, that's a, that 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 is true. <laughs> You're right about that. Yeah, boy, this whole not being on the same page yeah, thing yeah, is yeah. a blast. Oh yeah, no no. <laughs> you might have you might have yeah, me you might have right. me there. You we're might live. have me there. I'll, <laughs> I'll concede with that. We're one. live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Fifteen minutes can save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So and no, I'm not resigning my job. Just to let you know. Um, no, not yet. Not yet. No, no, no. Jason Smith's show. It's Mark Willard and Rob Parker. Uh, normally, you hear us on Saturdays, ten to one Pacific, one to four Eastern. 
Uh, tomorrow, no different. We're going to do this. We're going to go home, get a bite to eat, fall asleep, wake up, come back, rinse, repeat. Yeah. That's right. Um, and give you some uh, radio entertainment. No days off. No days off. Oh, gosh, I need that clip. Send me that clip. You've got to be the hardest working man in radio. Send me that clip because you are. I'm just going to blare it in my house. All day, every day. But you, you know what? When the, my kids you know what look I admire? at me going out the door again, going, where are you going now? Right, now where are you going, Dad? <laughs> what? <laughs> this one really messed with him today. He's like, I'm to work. I'm home. It's Friday. Everyone's out of school. And it's like, getting ready for dinner. Dad, what's for dinner? I'm like, I don't know. I'm out of here. I don't know. I'm out of here. I'm like, not where eating. are you going? <laughs> what do you mean you're working today? Tonight? Yeah, you already worked. Didn't you work already? Right. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh Mark Willard, Rob Parker. You can catch us on Twitter. You're Rob Parker FS1, right? Yes. Rob Parker FS1. Mark underscore T underscore Willard on my part. I make it tough. I make you use the shift key. So um, You probably lose some Twitter followers because of that. That's all right. I want. I always say I want you to want to follow me. Okay. I want you to want to. I don't want you to be, you know, no, no half-assing, okay? No, you got to work to definitely both, get yours. Both feet in. Both feet in. So um, the juicy NFL thing in a second. The, the worst free agent in a second, the Steelers thing in a second. But we got a couple more callers that wanted to weigh in on this that we wanted to go to. Let's go to Tony in Vegas. Hey, Tony, what's going on? Join the show. Hey, listen, I want to I weigh in on this uh, Warriors thing, man. Look, I'm a, I'm a 70s baby, and I agree. Uh, the three-point uh, shot is overkill, and it takes away from the excitement of the game. How about inside-out game? How about slashing? You know, how, how about just a little bit of physicality. Um, and furthermore, my second point is, why are we talking about the Warriors? Okay? Everybody's um, high on the Warriors and the Warriors this and the Warriors that. But if you look at this thing in its totality, what have the Warriors done for us to brag about? It's not like they've given us a repeat or a three-peat. They, they, they won one championship, and oh, by the way, LeBron James had a depleted team when they won that one. Came back the next year, won 73 games, couldn't follow up with a championship, got smacked in the mouth by OKC 03. They choked that away. And then they got demolished by Cleveland Cavaliers. Let's let them become a dynasty before we try to copycat them. Why are we copycatting them? When did they get demolished by the Cleveland Cavaliers? When did that happen? Say what? When did they get demolished by the Cleveland Cavaliers? Okay. They got smacked in the mouth by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay. Whatever. All, All right. right. What? Okay. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Tony. Look, um, I like the Warriors. You don't have to like the Warriors. Everybody has their choice about whether or not you want to like the Warriors. If you're asking why the world talks about the Warriors, in my opinion, you are coming from a perspective that in 2017, what's the word they like to use on the streets? You a hater. Right. Okay? Which I, which that, that term kills me. If, you, it, if yeah. you're not all in, you're a hater. you got to be all the way <laughs> well, in. Well, no, you don't, you don't have to like the Warriors. But what you do have to do, similar to how I will sit here and completely admit to you, I like the Warriors. That's the perspective I'm going to come from. You need to be honest about your position. To say all they did was win a title and then win 73 games and have back-to-back MVPs and set all kinds of records. Steph Curry yesterday passed Kobe Bryant on the three-point list. What is he, 27, 28? They're doing things that are popping eyes and they're entertaining, and if you don't like it, that's fine. But, uh, but, but don't, say, don't say they haven't done anything. But I'll say this, and to, to, to Tony was his name, Tony's point, yeah. and I do get why he says this. Be a hater. 
all of the, the all the, it was like they wanted to crown them before they won the second. Just, just I'm, I'm talking about not if you not blaming crown them. Then crown their ass. I, I get I'm not, it. Not not the Warriors. They had nothing to do with it. But I'm talking about the way that they're covered and the 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 the, the conversation. They're they, exciting. But they got crowned as this great thing before they won the second championship. Why are the Kardashians on their twelfth reality show? Stop, please. What have they done? I've. I've, what is redeeming? What do you mean, what have they done? Have you seen the videotape? What, what is redeeming? I don't know, but there's something interesting there to people. Okay. Okay. The Warriors are interesting. All I'm you saying don't have, is, not, is I do get his take what, why people feel that way about the Warriors. But his take is resume guy. It's the same guy that's not open-minded to LeBron ever being the best player of all time. He's not. I didn't say he is. Okay. They're not even open to him ever okay. getting there. Okay. That's different. And if a guy's not ever open to him getting there, it's because they're resume guy. And they walk around with Michael Jordan's resume and they go, six championships and no losses. And I'm not talking to you about anything else. Put the resume down. It's not all about the accomplishments at the end of the day. Stop, smell the roses, and enjoy what's happening to you right now. The Warriors are interesting. Okay. Are they not? No, they're interesting, but it doesn't make me, for a good the, league. Give me the team that you want to talk about. No, it just want to talk about the Pistons. There is none. There is none okay. in this in this man's NBA. That's the problem. That that's the biggest problem. It's not a, a Warrior hate or or a LeBron hate. It's just that they're the only two teams, and that and to me, it's not compelling. Well, now there's three. The Spurs have okay. been welcome to the party because Kevin got hurt. There you go. The better now. Okay, I feel better. <laughs> Tito, pass me a tissue. <laughs> Jake and Fullerton. Hey, Jake. Hey, guys. What up? All right. I just want to talk about this three-point thing. I think I, I think it's more about, like, the direction the NBA is going that I'm not happy about. And I'm I'm 22 years old, so I'm young. I'm not, like, a get-off-my-lawn-old guy. You okay. Know what I mean? Yeah, let me hear but, this. I'm glad to hear your take. Go ahead. Yeah, but the thing is, is, like, I feel like it – it is all about the individual now, and it takes away from the whole of the game. It takes away from the whole of the strategy. It's not, hey, let's run up and run a play and get a nice, uh, get a nice kick for a cut to the basket and get a layup anymore. It's how many points can I score? How many, how much numbers can I put up? How much money can I make? Jake, do and that's you really, what the NBA is do about. you really see that when you watch LeBron James play basketball or you watch Draymond Green in the middle of the Warriors' offense? and how he's running with all kinds of different picks and passes. When you watch those two teams play, do you really see selfish basketball? No, well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not picking on – I know the conversation has mostly been about the Warriors. I'm not picking on the Warriors. I like watching the Warriors play and all that stuff, and I think they're a fun team. I'm talking about the NBA in general. And Draymond Green's a bad example because that man does everything, and he hustles and works as hard as anybody and plays defense and plays both sides of the ball. But, I mean, that's, that's part of it, too. How many guys do you see that don't play both sides of the ball now? They just want to score. They just want to go down yep. and get their points. Yep. Yep, I right. agree with that. I mean, Jake. it's disgusting, and that's that's the direction the NBA is in. And the three pointer is part of it; it's contributing. I don't think that you can move the line back because, like you said, there's people that practice and practice and practice for years to get that shot perfect, and you can't take that away from them. And so, I don't think that that I don't think that's the answer. I don't know what the answer is, but the NBA has just become so individualized that it's it's, it's gross to watch. College basketball is way better these days, in my opinion. All Jake, right, Jake, we Jake, appreciate you. your call. Thanks, buddy. That's actually what he's talking about is interesting when we get to an MVP debate because it's going to come down to James Harden and Russell Westbrook, and those are the two names that came to my mind with what he was talking about. Yeah, but those guys they're have not, had – They're not two-way players. Yeah, but they've had seasons that 
normally, uh, if, if if Russell Westbrook has a triple, ends up with a triple double, there's no way he cannot get the MVP. Stats. It is what it is, but stats. But but the stats. But I he, mean, tonight tonight would be if I were a lawyer. In a in a courtroom, what is it, that would be Exhibit A. That's is that, right. If I were a lawyer in a courtroom, but that's not always fair, and, though. And my side was to prove that Russell Westbrook is not the MVP. Tonight would be my Exhibit A. I give you a road trip to Phoenix, where you lost the game. You scored forty-eight points. You had sixteen rebounds, and with four seconds on the clock of a game that's been decided, you grab the ball out of bounds run up the court, and throw an alley-oop in the hopes of getting your 10th assist to have a triple-double in a game that you've already lost. What? What What? What, what? what did no, you it's do? No, it's not a good look. I got you. Okay. I, it's not a good look. He's still a great player. You want to take Maurice? You can want we squeeze to, you him wanna, in? Want, one last call. You want to do your Jacoby Ellsbury Look, thing? You can take him. Let's go, let's go to Maurice in Kansas City. Hey, Maurice. Maurice, you there? He's gone. All He's right, gone. let's do the Jacoby Ellsbury okay, thing. Okay, so, so. Set the table. I, I was reading uh, ESPN.com, I think, and they had a story, and the headline was, is Jacoby Ellsbury the worst Yankee free agent signing ever? Worst free agent. Signing Yankees. ever. Yankees. Right, for the Yankees. Worst signing ever. Remember, he got a big deal. Was it 123 or something like that, or 143? I can, I'll look it look up. Look it for me real quick. But anyway, I started to think, and you know what my first response was? Yes. This is a team that that didn't have money for Robinson Cano, right? And they they did sign him, and he had a one. He had that great year in Boston, right? One hundred fifty three, one hundred fifty three, one hundred fifty three. What were his numbers last year? I mean, to say this guy's came to the Bronx, and he just hasn't produced. I know he was the MVP with the Red Sox. He had a, that really good year, and everybody thought that right. they had to have him, but last he has year, been. Last year he played in one hundred and forty eight games. So a full compliment. Yep. Six hundred twenty-six at bats. He hit two sixty-three. He had nine home runs, fifty-six runs batted in. He scored seventy-one runs. He stole eight bases. And go back to his year with Boston. What was the year? Didn't well, he win an MVP before? Yeah, OPS was seven oh three. Go go to that his year. MVP year. It was nine twenty-eight. His OPS. And what did he have? He then? had uh, he hit three twenty-one. He had three. Thir- 32 home runs. And he's got nine. 105 RBIs. Um, yeah. Scored, uh, what did he score that year? 119 runs, had 212 hits. He hit the jackpot having that year and then being able to parlay that into a big contract with well, the Yankees, right? The thing is, by the way, then the, the, he was with the Red Sox for two more years right, after that. Right. There was one injury-plagued year, and then the following year, uh, his numbers were down as far as power. He only had nine home runs, but he still hit two ninety eight and stole fifty two bases. But well, people saw that that the yes. potential, and then say he's a lefty, right? Playing at Yankee Stadium, there's a chance that he could get a few of those. So, so now we we broaden it to say all time free agent bust, like in baseball. In baseball, you know what the first what, what, name, what comes? To, I was going to ask name, you what was the like first name we that comes to mind. Like if we were doing word association, first name that comes to mind. I'm listening. I'll tell you in a second. Fox Sports Radio. Oh, that's not fair. Hey, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? 
Well, that means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. That's Rob Parker, and I'm Mark Weather. We're in for Jason and Michael tonight. Fox Sports Radio, good Friday evening slash morning on Saturday to you. Mo Vaughn. Mo Vaughn, and like that wasn't thought out. That's not even, I don't, I would have to like really look into it to see if that's even my opinion. But no, when, I'm trying if to we think. play when, word association, when you said, what's the worst free agent signing in baseball you can think of? Mo Vaughn is the first name that came to my mind. With so the Mo Vaughn with the Angels. With the once, Angels. Okay. Because he, he, he was bad with the Mets too, right? Didn't he? Or, um, or was he okay with the Mets? Because he went Boston, he went Boston, was it Boston? Boston yeah. Mets Angels was was that it? Because if that's the case, what about what about the Angels? Have they signed a few bad ones? Um, well, how do you feel about the Pujols one? Well, but he put up some good numbers the last couple of years, some, right? Like a forty-seven year contract, though. I mean, you know, it wasn't going to go ma- well. So uh, move on. Yeah, the Mets was his last two years of his. Oh, career. that's okay. The last two. And that's I don't. You're I, don't right. th- I don't think he got very big money. Albert Pujols. Unless that was a trade, no, you're he might right. still be on the Angels deal. Yeah, yeah, no, he you're was right. only he was only with the Angels for two years, only with him for two years, and you know what's funny is you look at his numbers; it's not that bad. I mean, he struck out a lot, but wouldn't you be surprised to know that in his two full seasons with the Angels, and he's thought to be the worst free agent signing in that organization's history? Wouldn't you be surprised to know? Power guy, 1999 with the Angels, 281 batting average, 33 home runs, 108 RBIs. Next year, 272 average, 36 home runs, 117 RBIs. That's good. Yeah. That's damn good. Why does everybody hate him so much? That's definitely not the worst free agent signing of all time. Here we go. But that was the first name that came to my head. What about Josh Hamilton? Angels, another Angels deal. Five years, $125 million, given his history. Right. That's, That's what, yes. Given his history. That was crazy. That was a crazy deal. That was crazy. Right? Mike Hampton got uh, with the Rockies, eight years, 121 to pitch in that ballpark. Well, yeah, well, you never do that right? with a pitcher. I mean, dude, you don't do that with any pitcher if you, if you play in Colorado. In Colorado. Yeah, you don't do that. I, Mike Hampton was a good pitcher. Yeah. Okay? Wrong spot. B.J. Upton. The Braves, five years, $72.5 million. Okay. That's another bad one. How was Kevin Brown with the Dodgers? I mean, he had some great years, but then it got ugly after that. Yeah. I'm trying to think. There's a couple other guys that I wanted to throw out there. Uh, Don't say Barry Zito. Barry Zito. Don't say Barry Zito. Barry Zito doesn't count because he pitched and helped him win a World he, Series. He made it all better based on one outing. Is that all that it took? That, yes, because it led to a ring. No, he he came up big it time. It was a horrible contract for a long time, and just when he was about to be on the way out the door, and so were the Giants that year, he walked up there in game five on the road and shut the Cardinals out, and the Giants never lost another no. game the rest of that season. They, that started a seven-game win streak to win the World Series. But what? But 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 Barry Zito got seven years, one twenty-six ring, major contribution to a ring. Here's another one: ineligible. Danny Nagel. Yeah, to, Danny to Nagel. Go, 
right, to go pitch in Colorado. Another one, five years, $51 million. How about Carl Crawford to the Red Sox? That's a, that's a big one. Carl Crawford was a very good player in Tampa Bay. Oh, he was electric. Right? And then he goes he there, and he was god-awful. I can't believe how bad he wound up being. Uh, now I'm looking at a list. Pavano with the Yankees. That would be the one that would rival Jacoby Ellsbury with the Yankees. Right? Yep. Jason Bay with the Mets. Do you remember that deal? Jason Bay, four years, $66 million. I can't say anything bad about him. He hit 36 home. Why? What did he do for the Giants? He he must (laughs) have did something for for the Giants. No. No, no, no. His agent is a very very good friend of mine. Okay. Apparently he's a very nice guy. (laughs) So I love him. In 2009, he hit 36 home runs for the the Red Sox. You ready? Yes. And then he goes to the Mets. Uh, and he hit 26 home runs in 288 games over three years. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was god You know what? You know what, though? Sometimes it's kind of like the Rockies with Hampton. Sometimes it's the team's fault. I think Bay went to the Mets right when they opened up City Field, which was just a horrific hitter's park. Uh, you're right about so that. That's like exactly. What? The Padres did this a couple years ago. They got Petco Park, and they like, we're going to make a splash. And they brought in a bunch of power hitters. And their that's, not a all, pow- that's not a power their, park. Their numbers all go to hell. You want to know why the Giants have been so good for six or seven years? They know their ballpark, and they play to it. How many home run hitters have they had during this big run? Not, you're right. None. None, because that's, that's not the way don't the want park to park plays. That's not the way to win there. Right. Now, the other one is, and it's not a free agency. I know I'm kind of – but but they're Dontrell Willis, who, of course, works at Fox Sports yes, 1, right? Yes, be careful. He's yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying, but he, when, he was, when he went to Detroit – Dontrell in the trade with he came over with Miguel Cabrera. Will you call him the D train? I like that. D train, yeah, okay, D train, please. But he got somehow, some way, even though he already had a year left on his deal, he signed a contract extension before he ever pitched for the Tigers. Well, whose fault is that? No, I'm not blaming him. <laughs> and he got like nineteen million dollars. Great. Are you ready? Good money if you how, get it. How many wins do you think in his two or three seasons in Detroit did he have? Uh, 11. Three. <laughs> Montreux might have. I think he had like three wins in two seasons in Detroit and got $19 million. And he already had a contract did, in him. Did any of those wins lead to a World Series uh, ring? No. Okay. Because they're still waiting since 84 bad. in Detroit. No. Barry Zito so was ring, bad. Though. I'm just wondering anybody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just bad free agent signings, but we we oh, kind of tackled a good list. That is very good list. Yeah, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. But I don't I don't think I don't think you could say that uh, Albert Pujols was a bad one. I know he had a bad year or two. No, I mean, you know, listen, that was his an, numbers are good though. It was I mean, an interesting time for the Angels because uh, you know the Dodgers were on kind of an upswing. They were trying to get a lot of attention, and they did. I mean, the Pujols thing and the Hamilton thing and. Uh, who was the uh, the lefty pitcher that really ended up not doing much? C.J. Wilson, he came in. Came from got Texas. A, he got a big contract. They were just throwing money. I got a quick story for you on that. By the way, don't ever listen. And us media guys, we know this. Don't ever listen to what a general manager says publicly the day before something like a trade deadline or, for instance, if you hear an NFL GM on the air somewhere next Wednesday and he says, oh, th- we are not interested in Alshon Jeffrey. Like, absolutely, that's not happening. 
The second I hear that, I go, well, Alshon's probably going to that team. The day before the Angels spent like $250 million on free agents. Uh, the, the Tigers have signed Prince Fielder for $214 million. <laughs> Yep. Like days later. Like days later. They lie to you, Rob. They lie to you. They bleep you at the drive-thru, and they lie to you. Um, all right, Fox Sports Radio, we're going to get to what's trending. And coming up next, we've been teasing it for a while. Very juicy in the NFL. We got three teams. All of them are going to have to do something significant to make it happen. The question will be, which one says no? That's next, Fox Sports Radio. Here's what's trending. Coming to you live, Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. Only hard part is figuring out which way is easier. Tony Romo goes to the Washington Redskins. Is this fantasy or is this real? Kirk Cousins goes to the San Francisco 49ers. I don't know. Ian Rappaport put his name on it today. This sounds like a fan trade where, where you know, they just kind of. It does. Sounds like right? something you would do in your fantasy football league. However, it kind of makes sense. You said it earlier. We had Jason Cole on. The Redskins don't want to pay Kirk Cousins. It's obvious. It's obvious. They don't want to make a long-term commitment to him, so I get it. If you don't want to pay Kirk Cousins, you should be burning up the phones right now to get rid of him. Because if you don't do it now, that's it. He walks and you get nothing. He walks next year because you're not going to franchise him again because if you do, you're paying him over $30 million with the escalator tax there. So you're trying to trade him right now, I would think. Obviously, the Cowboys want Tony Romo to go somewhere else. And obviously, the Cowboys would be wildly interested in getting anything for him because the report is they're just going to release him. Right. You'll take picks over over nothing. You'll take anything, right? So if Washington is burning up the phones to get rid of Cousins, that makes them desperate. The Cowboys would love the idea of getting anything for Tony Romo. And then here comes the San Francisco 49ers who have an offensive-minded New head coach, new regime, really want to hit the reset button and have absolutely no quarterback. Not a bad one, but no quarterback. So they're desperate. You have three desperate teams. You have a solution to all three. Who says no? Dallas. Dallas? Do you want to trade Tony Romo in your division? If I can get the no- – wait a minute now. We're talking about maybe the number two pick in the draft. I'm, st- I'm still saying the to you – The number two pick in the draft. Well, are you sure it's going to be that, that pick? I mean, I, I, I mean – I think that you could command that if you're, the, if you're the Cowboys and Redskins and you're on the phone with the Niners. But, but if, but and I, we're like, we're going to give you Kirk Cousins. Yeah, but I'm talking about from the standpoint – I mean, think about it from this pers- th- that perspective. First, the deal is Redskins and Niners. You give us the number two pick in the draft, we give you Kirk no, Cousins. No, I, I get that. Cool, that's done. Now the Redskins call Dallas. We want Tony Romo. Okay, give us that pick. Because both teams that would be doing it are going to be wildly desperate. I, I get that. So but, who says no? You say but, Dallas? But if I'm Dallas, I think Washington says yes because it's obvious they don't want to make a long-term financial commitment to Kirk Cousins. So I get that. I get that the, the Cowboys are about to release – why don't I just wait and let them release Tony Romo, right? Why am I why am I involved in this when I know Dallas 
or there's a good shot that Dallas is going to release him if I could get him for free. Hmm. But can you? Maybe. But if you release him, Tony gets to go where he wants to go. That's fine. I will, and Washington I, I, is probably not it. Well, but I'll if make I'm, the case. But if I make a case, how's this? We're the Washington Redskins, and we stink, and we stink, <laughs> and we, stink. And we they need don't stink. They don't stink. No, they. they last year was it? They I had, know. I know. The, I know. Week seventeen bothered you last year. It, but it they, did. It did. Only from the standpoint. But they made the playoffs the year before that. But they they haven't made the playoffs back to back years since nineteen eighty okay. something. But they're in the that's conversation. A, that's unbelievable. But they're in the conversation. Would you agree with that? Two years in a row. Yes, but they're in the conversation two years in a row under Kirk Cousins. Um, by definition, insert Tony Romo, you're in the conversation. You're in the conversation. So they don't stink. But if I'm Tony Romo, if I end up on the open market, scot-free, you release me. I am not waiting for phone calls. I'm calling the Texans. No, I got you. I'm calling the Houston Texans. I mean, Texans. on paper, That's it, it, where it, I want it all play. makes sense. Yes. I, I get that. I'm indoors. I, I'm in a controlled weather environment. They have a really good defense. That, that, uh, they have a great defense. That, they have, that they're going to get back their best player, right? They have DeAndre Hopkins. They've got Will Fuller. They've got Lamar Miller. They've got a young tight end. In, uh, you know How do you pronounce it? Fedorowicz. The, the, and... Stay right there in Texas. That's the that's where I'm going. If you if you no, let me go, I, I mean, so there's your incentive. That it, makes the most sense. But I'm just saying, if I'm Washington, is it, am I totally out of it? I mean, what if they say, well, we signed Brock Osweiler to a gazillion dollar contract, and we're and we're not going to eat that? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. We made it to the playoffs. No, we, I think McNair we, and the Texans. They, you might make the case that they want to go. They want to draft a quarterback. Do you see what I'm saying? That right. way, that way, they can challenge Brock Osweiler, but do it with somebody that's not that expensive and not that injury prone. Right. All right. We just okay. So here we go. We go do this. We get rid of Brock. Right. We got to pay him through the nose. Pay the remainder of his contract. Whatever the deal is. Right. And then Tony Romo comes in is hurting week three. Yeah. Now, now what? Yeah. Now what? Here's we're going to waste this great defense because we don't now have a quarterback. That's what would scare me about Tony Romo. Here's my question about this idea. 49ers, Washington, and the Cowboys, and it surprises me that no one's asking this. If you said who says no, my first answer would be Washington. Why would they say no? But my first question before that would be, why don't you want to pay him? Like, why aren't we asking that? Why don't? The Redskins want to pay Kirk Cousins. Because. What is the deal? There's something there that they see, and I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is, but it's just like, and I'm, it could be totally different, but it's just like the Kings, and we could all see that, right? But the but Kings maybe, and Boogie? Yeah, how could it be like that? No, no, no. Your I mean, cousins isn't alienating. No, teammates. no, no. I mean, from this standpoint, that people are saying, "Oh, the Kings are stupid. They got fleeced or whatever." No matter what, but they know behind the scenes what's yes. going on. That, that's all I'm saying. They know more than we know. Well, and and, and and in Washington, for them, despite making the playoffs last year with Cousins, despite the the year he had this past year, even though they just missed the playoffs. There's something there that they see and they crazy. know that, crazy that stops them from making that commitment. You know, the, the, Would the, you agree, though? I mean, it's got, it has I, to I be. I agree that that's what it is, but I can't think of what that thing would be. I mean, we always – the phrase is sophomore slump, right? That was his sophomore year last year. 
He didn't have a slump. In fact, he legitimized what he did the year before. This, the this, first time it was, look, we've only seen one year. Let's see it again. Let's see his biggest sample size. And then they did. And then he did right. it again. And they're still not convinced. If no wonder Kirk Cousins wants to play for Kyle Shanahan. If I were Kirk, I would be a very rich but very frustrated quarterback. And I would be very mad. It's like, what do you want me to prove? And see what what you didn't realize when Kirk Cousins. Remember that whole sound bite of you like that. Daniel Schneider said, no, <laughs> apparently, because they won't pay him. What was the other soundbite? You like that? You like that? You was like two, that? That was two years ago. And then right. last year was when they went over and did the, he gave the noogie to the general manager. Remember he did the fuzzy oh, head? Oh, yeah, but well, what did he say? How you like me now? Was That's that what, what he is? said. Yeah. He yelled it right into the general manager's How face. How you like me now? How you like me now? Well, maybe that's it. Don't ever. How you like me now? There it is. How you like me now? Don't yeah, ever, they're don't like, ever, actually, not much. Don't ever smush the general manager's hair because it'll cost you a contract. I don't know. He keeps right? getting paid 20-something million dollars. But they don't give him the long-term deal. They're not ready yeah. to commit to him. Long-term deals don't really exist in the NFL anyway. No, that's true. Man, if I'm Cousins, though, I'm begging to get out of there. Those yeah, guys but, are crazy. But you also – Would football. you rather have – right now, you're the Redskins front office. Would you rather have Kirk Cousins for the next 10 years – or Tony Romo for the next two. See, that's why I say Washington's the team that should say no. But not, but not because of, but they don't want to make the commitment to him. There's a reason. I'm telling you, maybe we'll find out once he leaves. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It might be some scuttlebutt or some backstory. There's something there because on paper – it doesn't make sense why they won't make a commitment to him. Alex wants us to break. I think it's because he finally wants me to tell him why the Steelers are going to fall off of a cliff. Please. Can we do that? All right. All right. Mark Willard, Rob Parker, in for Jason, Fox Sports Radio. All right, we're wrapping this thing up. Jason Smith's show. It's Is Mark Willard, Rob over? Parker. It's over already? Yeah, well, you got to go home and go to bed so we can come back and do it again. That's right. It was right. just suggested to us moments ago that we should just run a tape of this tomorrow morning. But that died on the cutting room floor. We'll be back. We won't do We'll that. be live. And actually, no, we have to be because um, I have a surprise for you tomorrow morning. Oh, wow. Yeah. I listen to you, man. I stalk my co-host. Uh-oh. I'm, I can't wait for this tomorrow. That way, that way. I'm ready for it. Ready for it. Loaded for bear. I'm ready, man. I'm ready. All right, what does it mean when Geico says just 50 minutes to save 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. All right, before we do the Steelers thing, here's your player of the night brought to you by Geico. LeBron between the circles. Relays near side to Corver. Three on the way. He knocks it down. And with that triple, the Cavaliers have just set the NBA all-time record for threes in a regular season game with 25. Oh, my gosh. That was so exciting. It was a three-pointer. He got three. He got three points for one shot. Not two. Huh? That's pretty exciting stuff. Yay! All right. So here's what I'm thinking. The Pittsburgh Steelers are a fantastically run organization. Thank you. And they're quite exciting because their entire team is made up of relevant fantasy football players. So no matter what city you live in. You will turn on a Steelers game. That's a great point. Because you probably got a guy. You might have a Ben. You might have one of those you guys. You might have a Brown. You might have a Bell. You might have a Ladarius Green or something sneaky. 
Martavis Bryant's coming back next year. Like, this stuff. There's always going on, right? But now you're in a pickle. I read a story today that the Steelers, having just franchise tagged him, are now working on a deal to make Le'Veon Bell the highest paid running back in football. And this is a hot second after they just made Antonio Brown the highest paid wide receiver in football. And the next time he gets picked up by the police, he could pay with cash. There you go. There you go. He could Facebook Live (laughs) him signing that contract. How about that? So these are things that the Patriots would never do. That's basically my point. Wide receiver and running back are wonderful for you and for me. Steelers also would never tape another team's uh, defensive signal. Okay, thank you very much. But wouldn't you also agree that as, as exciting as these positions are, they're actually the most replaceable positions in the NFL? I get it. I, I understand why things have changed and why you don't draft guys like that high and running backs. It's a different be, because those guys are replaceable. Yeah. And you see teams win without the greatest uh, guys in those positions, right? Patriots do it over and over again. You look at even look at uh, Jordy Nelson, right? Mm-hmm. He wasn't uh, some big time uh, receiver making big so, time bank, right? So but Cam, he's a hell of a player, Cam right? Newton, Cam Newton's in Carolina as the quarterback for a long time. He's got Steve Smith as his number one receiver. Then, as Steve Smith starts to get older. They draft a kid by the name of Kelvin Benjamin who has a breakout rookie season. Steve Smith leaves in free agency. Kelvin Benjamin gets hurt. What happened? Panthers went to the Super Bowl. Right. 15-1. Best season that they've had. Still don't know who their running back was either. D'Angelo Williams left. He's on the Steelers too. So loading up on skill position guys in the NFL is not a recipe for winning. And it feels right now, not by any fault of their own, but the Steelers are starting to feel like when David Beckham joined the L.A. Galaxy. Hey, look. woohoo! Look over here. Look at this really shiny individual we have that really isn't necessarily going to get us where we're trying to go. Don't get me wrong. I love Brown and Bell. I love them. But also, they're thrilling. You have to admit the Steelers have no choice. That's right. Because of the way the game is set up, and I get it. Somebody's got to get paid. you got to be able to spend the, the, the money, and in that case, those two guys, the time had come for them to get paid, and they didn't want to lose them, so I get it. Julian Edelman is making like, I have to look this up. Julian Edelman is making like, I don't know, 9, 11, something like that. Now, Julian Edelman's not Antonio Brown, but he's more than half of Antonio Brown. I, I, I don't know how teams like that do it. They I thought Julian do. Edelman was only getting a cup of coffee and a sweet roll to play receiver. About, come on, man. Is that not true? Making catches like that in the Super Bowl? Right? That's, you, by the way, did you ever see the video of that? Julian Edelman was mic'd up. For that um, catch? No, I never, I never heard that. The tip ball that went up in the air, right. and then he went into a big pile, and he caught it. He was he was mic'd up, and he the second it happened, he's like, I caught it, I caught it, I caught it, I caught it. And See, the Falcons defenders are looking at him, they're like, get the hell out of here, man. You didn't catch that. See, he I, goes, you know yeah, what, I caught you, it. You know what I thought he said? Oh, here we go. Top, 
Tom Brady. Tom Brady's the load. Tom Brady's the load. Luckiest of all time. That's not what he that said. was it. That's not what he said. That's what I thought he said. Tom Brady's the load. Can you? Can you? Can you give them any credit? Yes, I how, give them credit. How much? <laughs> I give them credit. No, no, no. I give them credit. The way that they you do their business. Did, you just did with your fingers what <laughs> like girls do at a bachelorette oh, party. Right. Like, ah. hey, that's, that's your guy right there. <laughs> Come on, I man. give them some credit. I'm sorry. No. Alex, you don't think your Steelers are going to win the whole thing next year, right? I See? don't think they will, technically, but I think they had to keep them all together for Ben yeah, to stay. they had to, and Ben stays. But now, They're I don't fun. know, man. That's too much. They're about to go Andrew Luckville. Good night, buddy. All the money is in one skill spot. I'll see you in the morning, dude. Yes. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge... Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 you know what i'm saying like it could have been like easier and a lot of people have asked me like how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple and what else was it gonna like that's what the song wanted thanks for listening to this episode of the crew call podcast on deadline are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.